The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you here as well. 888-900-3393. This is a really big week. Really big week. Uh, Beginning tomorrow, the Supreme Court decides the case on the gay wedding cake in Colorado. I'm kind of surprised that the couple in Oregon didn't take this all the way to the Supreme Court because they got fined $137,000, which they were forced to pay the lesbian couple that they wouldn't make a gay wedding cake for. $137,000 they had to give to them. Um, And, I mean, they were confiscating their bank accounts and all manner of nonsense. And uh, so I'm surprised that that their case is not the one that went to the Supreme Court, but it's the baker in Colorado who refused to make a same-sex wedding cake. And this was for for gay men. Uh, The hour-long argument will mark the first full-scale test of gay rights since the court legalized same-sex marriage in 2015. For supporters, the case threatens to undercut the equal dignity the court promised same-sex couples in that decision, supposedly. The um, David Mullins, who triggered the legal fight when he and his husband, Charlie Craig, visited Masterpiece Cake Shop in 2012, said, This is about us being denied service at a public business because of who we are and who we love. No, that's not what it's about. It's about taking religious rights away from somebody. That's what it's about. He would have served them anything else, as he mentioned, as he told them at the time. He said, I'll make you birthday cakes, shower cakes. I'll sell you brownies, cookies, anything you want. I'll, I just don't do cakes for same-sex weddings. He said, I, I put too much of me into this work, and because of my religious beliefs, I... I can't do this for you. Now, any reasonable couple would say, okay, well, that's fair enough. I mean, whatever. And they'd go somewhere else and have them make the cake. But instead, uh, they, they're trying to force him into doing something that violates his religious sensibilities. He says Colorado officials, and I agree with this, are trying to coerce him into creating a work of art to celebrate an event he believes is forbidden by the Bible. He is pressing free speech and religious rights arguments in fighting the order that, get this, Colorado ordered him to either make wedding cakes for gay couples or not make them at all. (laughs) That is unbelievable. The law is trying to force me to violate my faith, Phillips said. I mean, that's pretty clear. That's pretty darn clear. And by the way, when this all began in 2012, Same-sex marriage was against the law in Colorado. They're trying to force him to do something that wasn't even lawful in Colorado. The couple is apparently going to have the reception in Colorado, but they were going to go to Massachusetts and get married. That's unbelievable to me. That is unbelievable. So this is going to be a, a, a fascinating case. The couple filed their civil rights complaint. State officials joined the case against Phillips. 
And a Colorado appeals court ruled against the bakery. State court said Phillips wouldn't be conveying support for same-sex marriage simply by decorating and selling wedding cakes on a non-discriminatory basis. Yeah, that's your opinion. Phillips' lawyers, though, said that analysis doesn't give enough weight to the creativity and expression that goes into each of his cakes. Much like an artist sketching on canvas or a sculptor using clay, Phillips meticulously crafts each wedding cake. I mean, his cake shop is called Masterpiece Cake Shop. Through hours of sketching, sculpting, and hand painting. And the cake announces through Phillips's voice that a marriage has occurred and should be celebrated. And he doesn't feel good about doing that. So, pretty interesting now because uh, will the high court, well, you could already, you already know it's going to be four to four, and there's going to be one guy who swings this one way or the other, and that's Anthony Kennedy, as in every single case. Now, Anthony Kennedy has been hugely in favor of gay rights and has ruled almost exclusively for gay rights. But he's also a big First Amendment guy. He's a fairly good religious rights guy. So this will be interesting to see which way he comes down. My guess is he'll come down for gay rights. And then people will be forced into either giving up their bake shop, their wedding cake uh, business, or um, they'll just go out of business. Yeah, the next thing you're going to say is that Americans will be forced to buy a product that they don't necessarily want. Oh, Obamacare? What? So, I don't know. I just had a little tickle in my throat. You okay? Yeah, a little, I'm fine. Like some I'm fine. allergies going on? <clears throat> just a little tickle there. And then, then well, mm-hmm. let's just say that were to happen, right? That, mm-hmm. that something happened where you were forced to buy a product that you didn't want. Right. Just to remain a, a citizen in good standing sure, in right. this country. So, if that were to ever happen, I mean, it'll get to the Supreme Court maybe. And, and they'll then rule. Clearly, they'll. Clearly. They'll what? <laughs> Do what? Got that tickle coming back? The, the, yeah, the, oh, Obamacare. Uh, obviously, they they ruled in favor of hmm. um, of citizens having to buy a product that they don't necessarily want hmm, in order times. to be citizens in good standing. It, yeah, multiple times. Hmm. And it was John Roberts hmm. who actually uh, who actually was was the deciding vote in that huh. particular issue. Wonder what happened there. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. He was supposedly the big. Uh, this guy's going to be the savior of the Supreme Court now because mm-hmm. is a George W. Bush appointee. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Oh, things are going to be good at the Supreme Court now. And then the the first time, really, he had the ability to make a huge difference for traditional values. Freedom. For freedom. He rules the other way. Huh. I wonder yeah. if there's something in his uh, past there that might well, we've speculated about. There's got to be something. Oh, there's something. There's got to be something. Well, I mean, we've never heard any sort of evidence on that, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of room for speculation, I would say, mm-hmm. because it was just too strange. Mm-hmm. Also, this is pretty interesting. A, the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Friday upheld a mother's conviction for swearing at her son, uh, but they they didn't they didn't even. They didn't even address the issue of free speech and whether her speech to her son was protected by the First Amendment. Um, A Milwaukee County jury convicted Ginger Breitzman, 44, of child abuse intentionally causing harm, child neglect, and disorderly conduct. Uh, The last count was for profanely berating and insulting her 14-year-old son after he burned some popcorn. Okay, mother of the year? No, I'd, I'd say not. 
He'd been talking to a friend at the, at the time, and the friend overheard her tirade on the phone. So it was probably loud and fairly angry. I mean, he burned popcorn. You can't, I mean, you, you no. got to berate him for that, right? right? You, you let Bit that go. In. You can't let that go. And, and you're asking for trouble <laughs> down the line. It may be burnt popcorn today, yeah. but... Uh, but you're killing people tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? I mean, that's that's obvious. 24 hours till murder if mm-hmm. you let the burnt popcorn go. At the, at the most. If you can hold out for 24 hours after burning popcorn, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've defied the odds. Yeah, that's why my kids are so well adjusted, because I don't let that burnt popcorn oh, you can't stuff let go. It, you can't let it start. Nope. So Breitzman was sentenced to six months in jail with release privileges, appealed the disorderly conduct conviction, she argued her lawyer was ineffective for not challenging the charge as a violation of her free speech, but the Supreme Court of Wisconsin said, yeah, he didn't, he didn't need to bring that up. Uh, kind of interesting. Now, is she a bad mother? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it seems pretty bad. This is certainly a bad moment, I would say. Berating your son like that and swearing it up and down for burning popcorn. Yeah, you might have some anger issues. Maybe... CPS gets involved. Maybe they monitor you at least. Maybe even you, your kids wind up in foster care, but go to jail for swearing at your children? That's That does seem a little bit far, doesn't it? Uh, Bryce, Breitzman challenged three acts or omissions of her trial attorney, but the majority found the first, failing to raise a First Amendment-based challenge, was not ineffective because the issue was unsettled by law. Uh, presenting Breitzman conduct as reasonable parental discipline during the opening statements was part of a rational trial strategy, as was the attorney's decision not to object to testimony about non-charged conduct. Okay, a bunch of lawyers speak there. Um, but the the end result is <laughs> she's still in jail for swearing at her son. You might want to keep that in mind if you live in Wisconsin. Because <laughs> I want to keep that in mind if you live with Keith. I mean, I've never once sworn at my children mm-hmm. uh, or my wife. Mm. Um, so it, it's possible not to. Mm. But I think a lot of people do. So it's right? okay. So it's not okay to swear at your kid, but is it okay to just swear uh, around that, your kid? That's another good question. I don't know. Because I need to know this before I end up heading in jail. Wisconsin. In yeah. jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, when these things start in Wisconsin, they wind up, I don't know, everywhere, nationwide. That's pretty amazing that you can go to jail for swearing at your children. I've, wow. See, only one time in my life have I sworn at my children purposefully. Okay. And it was when the three of them were all gathered around the microwave burning popcorn. <laughs> because you just can't let that go. And I think there's a special exclusion for uh, when you burn your popcorn. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, good. I think you're right. Thank you. Uh, but it's popcorn. Right. You know, what are you supposed to If that's the last of the popcorn in your house, what are you supposed to do then? And then you burn it. And you burn it. I mean, that's a... And you've got none. Double right? faux pas. You're not going to eat the burned popcorn. Plus, it smells up the house. Oh, kids these days, I swear. <laughs> I'm not letting that go. Uh, so, uh, there you go. It's uh, Is this America anymore? Is this the United States of America? I don't know. It's pretty hard to recognize. Sometimes you you take a hard look at what's going on and you wonder, 
is it still the United States of America where freedom of speech and uh, freedom of religion rule the day? I don't think so. I was going to say, that's rhetorical, right? I don't think so. (laughs) It's over, man. 888-900-3393. You know, with our houses kind of sealed up for the winter, the indoor air quality in your house is something you might want to pay attention to because you could be trapping a lot of mold and pet dander and pollen and even combustion sources, cleaning products, all kinds of stuff that just, you know, sort of is recycled around your house by your furnace if the filter hasn't been changed in a while. When you crank on that heat, it's just all cycling through. So there's a great solution, though, and it's called filterby.com. You don't even have to leave your house for this. It's awesome. You go to filterby.com. You search by size, brand, or the Merv rating. And if you have some kind of strange filter size, that's not a problem. They'll literally just make one just for you. Your filters are shipped free within 24 hours. And all their filters are made right here in the USA. When you set up auto delivery, you'll also save 5% and then you never have to worry about, well, is it time to change the filters again? Because when it's time, the filters arrive at your door. Plus, you've saved a lot of money by doing it that way. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters. Shipped free within 24 hours. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. By the way, the uh, Senate passed the Senate tax bill. Woohoo! What's that? Hello? I don't. There's some uh, audio play in there. That was. Yeah. We, we just did a live remote from outside. That was kind of fun. <laughs> I was wondering if, if we now had a an on the street person that we were checking with. That was good. Or maybe are we. Uh, Moving inside a basketball arena to do play-by-play? <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway, triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It is Pat Gray unleashed, and the Senate did pass that uh, tax thing, that the tax bill. That is, I mean, it, for businesses and for the purpose of sparking the economy, it's probably pretty good because mm-hmm. to go from 35 percent to twenty percent for for a business tax, that's a that's a really that's a really smart thing to do because you will spur the economy. Okay, so the jury's still out, I guess. You know, you could go either way. There's some good, there's some bad with the tax bill. I got that. But the way this thing was passed in the middle of the night. Yeah. What, with Friday night, Saturday morning? With the stuff written in the margins yeah. before they voted, like minutes before they voted. Come on. This is yeah. the stuff of a banana republic. This is the stuff that we were so angry at the Democrats shoving Obamacare down our throats. I don't like this at all. Well, neither does Chuck Schumer, so you're on the same page as he is. Here's what he had to say about it. Historians will mark today Uh, as one mm -hmm. of the darkest black-letter days in the long history of this Senate. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Once hailed as the world's greatest deliberative body, as a beacon of American democracy, and the envy of representative governments around the world. We're not a democracy. The Uh Senate seems to have abandoned those qualities in Mm -hmm. a rush to pass a bill Mm -hmm. that no one is proud of. 
in my long career in politics, <laughs> I have not seen a more regressive piece of legislation. That's what we're talking about. So I devoid of rationale. Come on now. So ill-suited for the conditions of the country. Mm. Okay. So removed from the reality of what the American mm. people need. Have you seen the Obamacare bill? Maybe you take a look at that, and then you'll have seen one that's far worse and really fits the def- definition of your yeah. blathering rant there. Yep. Good heavens. I mean, it's a tax cut. Yeah. And barely that. Barely that. I mean, it's a good tax cut for businesses, and I'm all about that because we need business. But for rank-and-file American citizens, it means very little. It's a couple hundred dollars a year if you're middle class, and it's maybe a few thousand a year if you're in the upper middle class. Big deal. It's this, you're, you're paying the same tax if you make a million dollars or more. And even in, in some cases, your taxes will go up for the wealthy. So, I, you know, this dramatized historians will look back at this as a black letter day. <laughs> Where were you when Obamacare was passed in the dark of night on what Christmas Eve? When, when everybody, everybody's attention was focused on something else and... The country was adamantly against it to the tune of about 60-40 against. And they passed it anyway. They passed it anyway. Now this, a tax cut that's going to save a couple hundred bucks for most American citizens. And several, you know, millions or tens of millions maybe for some businesses. Which is great because hopefully then they pass along that money to creating more jobs. That's kind of how it works, and it sparks the economy, and it helps people. For him to be that melodramatic about a tax cut is just, eh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, interestingly, uh, the wonderful women on The View on Friday broke the wrong Brian Ross report about Michael Flynn. Brian Ross, of course, in some hot water at ABC because... He was delivering a little fake news. He had a he had one source that told him that Michael Flynn was about to turn on Donald Trump, and he ran with it, and it turned out not to be the case. But the uh, the people, the women on the View, were very excited about it. Here's a look at that. Welcome back to the show. Breaking news. Oh my God. Oh, breaking oh. news. ABC News. Brian Ross is reporting. Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team. And is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Yes! Yes! Embarrassing. That's really a weird moment. Very, very strange. So, really, you're excited that's good for America, that the president would have lied about that, and that he'd be, uh, who knows? <laughs> and she tried so hard to make it seem like she had no clue what was going to be on the blue card. Uh-huh. I mean, that she read that like someone who knew exactly what was going to be on the blue card. But I, just, um, <laughs> it's just, it's even more tasty that that wasn't even an accurate report. Right. <laughs> it didn't happen as a candidate. It happened as president. As president. President-elect, yeah, I believe. President-elect, yeah. right. As president-elect, not as candidate. Still, you might want to contact other 
major powers of the world as you're transitioning into the most important job in the world. Yes. So, yeah, sure. So, I mean, so in other words, I think that's completely fine. Uh, reaching out to it is another country as you're getting ready to take office. Yes, which is why that changes the whole yeah. the whole situation completely. And she's celebrating it. And now, now I'll bet that today they they just ignored it. Today they you suppose they lead with their mistakes. <laughs> I I kind of doubt it. Last week we had the illegal alien who shot Kate Steinle, and of course was completely exonerated of anything serious happening there, including uh, what he could have been charged with or what he could have been convicted of, and that's manslaughter. Um, And he had been deported five times, came back to the country six times. Now we have this Mexican man who was deported from the United States 20 times. Now he's been convicted of 10 counts, including sexual assault in Oregon. Sergio Jose Martinez was sentenced to 35 years in prison. So here's somebody who finally, finally doesn't get away with it. In a Portland courtroom after pleading guilty to kidnapping, sexual assault, sodomy, and several other counts, Martinez smiled throughout the trial, and as he left, he gave one grim parting shot to his two victims' relatives. See all you guys in hell. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So this conviction couldn't have happened to a better guy. Uh, he was... The, f- the first attack occurred early in the morning of July 24th when Martinez entered the northeast Portland home of a 65-year-old woman through a window she left open to cool the house. You can do that in Portland. In Dallas, Texas, you, you don't leave... Fortunately, for our security, you don't leave your windows open because at night, it gets all the way down to a, a really crisp 98 <laughs> and humid... And it well, doesn't help at all to right. leave your window open. And you don't want to, you know, entice the criminals to break into your home with the windows wide open uh, here in Texas. Very because true. they'll be met with some lead on the other side of that window. Yes. But continue. Uh, wielding a metal rod, Martinez told the woman to get down on the ground where he, he bound and blindfolded her, threatened to murder her, then sexually assaulted her. Keep it 65 years old. He stole the woman's purse and car. She called the police from a neighbor's home and... They located the vehicle, put it under surveillance. While they kept an eye on the car, though, Martinez was stalking his second victim in a parking garage on the corner of Northeast 21st Avenue and somewhere else in in Portland. Uh, Martinez, uh, again, been deported from the United States 20 times. Now will be uh, serving a nice long stretch in prison, 35 years. He approached the woman uh, carrying a knife, and made her get into his car. As he got in after her, she attempted to escape, but he was able to grab her and start slamming her head into the ground. Jeez. The woman called out for help as passersby approached. Uh, Martinez attempted to steal her car, then fled on foot when it failed to start. Police caught him minutes later. Two relatives of one of the victims uh, spoke during the sentencing phase, in which Martinez often grinned. Well, that just makes the whole thing worse, doesn't mm-hmm. it? There's no remorse. The guy's proud of his actions. He wants to rub it in. A brother of one of the victims said, Sergio, no sentencing is enough. I'd rather you rot in hell. And he said, yeah, I'll see you there, brother. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, it was really breathtaking to hear the far-reaching consequences of the bri- violent crime, the emotional injury. 
according to the judge. Martinez's lawyer, Jonathan Saray, said his client suffers from some mental illnesses. Often, such people may do inappropriate things in these situations. Oh, okay. Well, then let him go. Let him go a 21st time. And let's just wander around. Let him wander around the streets of our of our country. Don't give him any ideas. Ain't nothing no beyond kidding. the realm of possibilities anymore. That's for sure. 888-900-3393. Barely scratch the surface on everything going on, which in some cases is good and in some cases not so much. A lot more to talk about coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Welcome. Great to have you here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Was there more sexual uh, assault allegations over the weekend? Of course. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Was it a day of the week? Yes. Okay. Yes, in in both cases, uh, Metropolitan Opera has suspended James Levine, its revered conductor and former music director, after three men came forward with accusations that Levine sexually abused them decades ago. When the men were teenagers, it's it's still it's too bad that none of these none of these guys or women spoke up at the time. You know, a, a lot of a lot of nonsense could have been avoided and stopped if people had spoken up. The general manager of the Met announced that the company was suspending its four decade relationship with Levine, who's seventy four now. And they canceled his upcoming conducting engagements after learning the New York Times on Sunday. They learned from the Times about the accounts of the three men who described a series of similar sexual encounters beginning in the late 1960s. The Met has also asked an outside law firm to investigate. Now, before you suspend the guy and cut off all ties with him, don't you first investigate and then suspend if there's evidence? Wow, this is, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a scary trend where just the accusation is causing people to lose their, their livelihood. The Met has uh, uh, said, while we await the results of the investigation based on these news reports, the Met has made this decision to act now. This is a tragedy for anyone whose life has been affected. Very true, but... You know, people can lie. They could be trying to cash in on this, you know, gravy train. <clears throat> they could be setting up lawsuits. Maybe they don't they just don't like the person. Who knows? There could be collusion among the victims. Now, they may be they may be 100% honest and this may have happened. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy before. I don't really follow metropolitan opera conductors and directors. No, no, not probably as closely as I should. You don't have, you know, Metropolitan Opera Directors trading cards like me. No, 
No, but I, I you know, it's 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 on my to do list uh, to get those things. Oh, I'll get you and, into that hobby. We'll right. start trading cards. It's okay, fun. sounds good. Uh, Chris Brown, who played principal bass in the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra for more than three decades, said Levine uh, pleasured himself that summer in front of him and, and then coaxed him to do the same. And he was 17 at the time. Uh. Levine was 25 and a rising star in the summer program. Uh, James Lestock said he did the same thing that same summer. He was 17 at the time and a cello student. And that was the first of many sexual encounters with Levine that have haunted him. Now, they don't even say unwanted or forced. The first of many sexual encounters. Well, were they consensual? Um, But apparently, it was enough for the Metropolitan Opera to say, uh, so long. Brown says, I don't know why it was so traumatic. Uh, I don't know why I got so depressed, but it is it has to be because of what happened, and I care deeply for those who were also abused, all the people who were in that situation. I, I would just like there to be a little slower rush to action in these cases. <clears throat> because it, isn't it possible now that people who have an axe to grind or just don't like someone, they've seen this trend... And they know that just by accusing somebody, it can ruin their life. It can end their career. <laughs> is, wow. Is anybody going to call for caution? Yeah. Now, the court of public opinion is is where things are settled now. Yeah. And it's not. It's and not, settled incredibly quickly with absolutely quickly. no evidence. Yeah. Other than the person's word. Now, I, I don't know. A lot of these guys have also admitted it. You know, including Matt Lauer, who admitted to a lot of it. And, and then they try to couch it in, well, not everything's right. Not everything they say is true. Uh, but they've apologized and they've admitted to a certain amount of it. Kirstie Alley has actually spoken out about this. Which kind of surprises me. Um, but she calls this whole thing BS. She says that just the accusation against somebody can end their career and she feels like uh, maybe that's not fair. Well, watch Kirstie Alley be vilified uh, by the, the Hollywood elites and everybody else probably because you, I, you can't say that now. Um, Kirstie Alley said she took to Twitter and, uh, and she said shoot first, ask questions later. That really is what's happening here on the other side of the aisle from Allie Linden's uh, the indifference regarding the wrongly accused there's a woman who's who's just saying she's not worried at all about uh, innocent men being caught up in this she doesn't care that doesn't matter to her and she's on this crusade that uh, her initial tweet was here's an unpopular opinion I'm actually not concerned at all about innocent men losing their jobs over false sexual harassment allegations well who cares if you're not concerned? Society should be concerned. This is America still. And this Emily Linden is on a uh, some kind of crusade, crusade to vilify everybody who even asks for just taking a breath here. Let's just, let's relax a little bit. Let's not rush to judgment. Let's make sure there's any kind of evidence here. 
Let's make sure people aren't being railroaded. Is that too much to ask? But she doesn't care because she believes men deserve it. 888-900-3393. Also, we were mentioning the, mentioning the uh, illegal alien who'd been, who'd been deported 20 times, came back 21, and then sexually assaulted several women. He's actually been convicted now and will serve 35 years in prison. Here's an update on the Kate Steinle uh, killing, or the killer. Federal warrant has now been issued for the arrest of the Mexican immigrant acquitted last Thursday of murder charges and also manslaughter charges. Steinle's death has been taken up by opponents of so-called sanctuary cities. They argue that stricter immigration enforcement would have kept him from being in the United States in the first place. I think that's a fairly reasonable assumption. The arrest warrant unsealed in the Western District of Texas by the Justice Department on Friday accuses Zarate of violating his supervised release. Justice Department is also considering federal charges from Steinle's death. This is a way where maybe justice can be done. These weren't federal charges initially, but now they're talking about issuing federal charges. We're looking at every option, and we will prosecute this to the fullest extent available under the law because these cases are tragic and entirely preventable. Sarah Flores, Department's Director of Public Affairs, said on Fox & Friends, in a statement issued shortly after the verdict, Tom Homan, Deputy Director of U.S. Immigration and Customs, that's ICE, said the agency would work to take custody of of Zarate and ultimately remove him from the country. Yeah, we've we've tried that before, <laughs> and uh, it didn't work all that well. What might work to keep someone like that that isn't a citizen of the country out of said country? Anything come to mind that might help mm. uh, with that? What about like a barrier of some sort? Like a barrier of some uh-huh, sort? Uh-huh. It- like a tall wall or fencing. That it- would never work, Stop. <laughs> come on, In- man. Increased Border Patrol agents. No, what are you uh, doing? Um, I there's also some interesting technological ways you can do that, too. With landmines? Sensors. Oh. <laughs> Not landmines. Sorry. I'm a little extreme on the landmine no. thing. Uh, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> I want to go on record as saying that's wrong. <laughs> a wall. A wall. It, yeah, it, that is wrong. So a wall. How about a wall? Build wall? a freaking wall. You know, if this were an issue that was passionate to Democrats, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be done. They would have spent the last 72 hours... Coming up with every story they could find that has occurred like this. Yes. And we would be hearing about it in the news cycle nonstop right now. Yes. The Charles, the Chucky Schumers of the world would be talking about little Sally Muckenfudge, who was born without eyelids, was kidnapped by an illegal alien who'd been deported eight times Mm -hmm. and, and was in this country illegally. And you know what? They used to kind of be on this page. I mean, we played this a few times for you last week. Mm. Here's what Diane Feinstein used to say about illegal immigration and the problem we had in this country. Border control is a federal responsibility. We simply don't enforce our borders adequately. In my state, what? you have about 2,000 people a day illegally huh? who cross the border. Huh. Now, this adds up to about 2 million people who yeah. compete for housing, who compete for classroom space. Huh. Um, we've had a Medicaid uh, situation where in 1988 there were about 3,000 people on Medicaid. Mm-hmm. There are well over 300,000 today Is that who bad? are illegal. 
uh, aliens. Huh. That presents obvious <laughs> problems. Well, obvious problems? Illegal aliens are an obvious pro- First of all, Diane, no human being is illegal. Thank you. How dare you call them illegal? And they are not aliens. Why are you not referring to them as undocumented citizens? This is just... This was Diane Feinstein in 1994. You have to wonder, what happened? And, you know, Harry Reid. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, mm-hmm. right. how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? Hmm. No, no sane country would do that, right? Right. Guess again. Oh, boy. If you break our laws yeah. by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, that's a good thing. We or, reward that child uh-huh. with U.S. citizenship, yeah, and guarantee of full access to all public and social services this society provides. And you're for and that, that's right? A lot of services, and that's okay. Is it any or, wonder that two thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country county-run hospitals mm. in Los Angeles are born to illegal alien mothers? Wow. Who who was that? Yeah, Harry Reid, former U.S. Senator Harry Reid. Don't Harry even Reed. know the guy. I mean, you know, between that and his rants on auditing the Fed and all the things he used to believe, yeah, boy, it really makes you wonder what happens in D.C. to these people. And the next thing you know, they start talking about pomegranate trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And um, and then think about that. That you know what? Yes, audit the Fed. Mm-hmm. Illegal immigration mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Mitt Romney's got to tell us about. I mean, he was also pro life at some point. Pro life. He was pro life. Now he's got a hundred percent rating from Planned Parenthood and NARAL. Many of the years he was in office, and from like two thousand on. Okay, so wait. Incredible. Do you think that these guys go through a sea change ideologically, or? Is it a matter of which side finds the dirt on you first? Which, obviously, the left in that case would have a lot more people looking into it. I think they actually go through a sea change. Okay. I mean, it happens too often. Just almost every single time. Fortunately, we still have a Ted Cruz, and we've got uh, Ben Sass, Mike Lee. I can still name three. On one hand. Congratulations. <laughs> we have three. Didn't even take up all my fingers on one hand. Rubio sometimes, right? Uh, yeah, so, sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah. Ish. I mean, he's still one he's hand. iffy and back and forth on immigration, but uh, sometimes. I mean, he's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Preparedness is uh, something that's close to my heart and uh, maybe yours as well. We've got, we've got to be prepared for any eventuality, and whether that just means an economic downturn where something happens with your job or... Whether it's a weather-related incident, there's a lot of things that can happen where you want to be prepared with food, water, and you want to be prepared to be able to communicate with your friends and your loved ones, your family members. Go Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network, which means you can send texts and GPS locations even if cell towers are down or routers, you don't have routers or satellites, any of that stuff. When you think about the rash we've had of hurricanes and fires and the tragic events in Las Vegas and in Texas, the ability to communicate with your loved ones when things go wrong is invaluable. So these are great. You just pair this device with your phone using the GoTenna app, and, or you can even leave it unpaired in strategic locations, and then you can still relay communication from one device to another. 
right now, when you go to gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, use the promo code PAT15 and you'll get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. Don't wait till you need this to act because by then it's just, it's too late. Visit gotenna.com today. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's gotenna.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 Uh An eventful weekend for football once again. Of course, not for, not for my favorite college football team. They're done for this season. Uh, and no bowl game for the first time in 12 straight years. Huh. Yeah. I can't imagine what that's like to have your favorite College football team not qualify for a bowl game. Except for the fact that you can imagine it exactly because the same thing happened to yours team. <clears throat> but, right. you know, when you're four and nine or four and eight, four you, and eight. you, you <laughs> don't really. crazy with the four and nine. It's four and eight. Yeah, well, it's four and nine for BYU. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you've had that kind of season, you know, and you finish, uh, oh, that our, uh, our fun listener who likes to send us, send us the. Uh, polls yeah, of the Nate, Nate Miller of the bot. Yeah, Nate Miller uh, seems to enjoy sending <laughs> the rankings of the bottom feeders in college football. <laughs> now, in <laughs> fairness to Nate, he did send the final list with the yeah, entire, he did. Uh, <clears throat> which shows BYU rocketed okay. up the chart from I think they were 127th at one point or 124th, mm-hmm. all the way to 109th with that win over Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Celebrate that, aren't you? 109. Uh, <laughs> That's not where my team's ranked, I'll tell no, you that. No, it's not. We're Yours not 109. 97, oh. so uh, you must be very proud. You must be very, very uh, yeah, proud. That, that's something this team has been trying to build on through the course of the year, is if we mm-hmm. could just get to double digits in Nate's rankings. And they did. Yeah. Uh, so BYU, during the course of their season, beat Portland State, mm. who wound up 0-11. Okay. Uh, they beat um, Hawaii, okay, which wound up 119th in the poll. They uh, <laughs> let's see who else did. Oh, San Jose State, which was <laughs> 129th. <clears throat> so wow. yeah, they for you. did not. Uh, I mean, this was not a good year. Mm-hmm. Packers won over the weekend though, and and a BYU alum, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, who I think you have on your. <laughs> on your fantasy team, I did. Right? I started him too. So uh, that's great because he, he had a great game. Points. Yeah, over 100 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, University of Nebraska, while they didn't have a conference championship game, and while they won't have a bowl game, uh, they did win this weekend. As um, mm-hmm. one Scott Frost is uh, coming home because uh, Mama's calling and it's time to come home, and he answered the call. Mm. So we're very excited to have the uh, former. Uh, in fact, the quarterback of the last uh, national championship team for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Scott Frost, head coach of the University of Nebraska. That happened quickly. That happened. In fact, that was leaked during their incredible game for the uh, American Conference 
uh, championship. Yeah, double overtime. Throw. UCF against Memphis, and it was 62-55 <laughs> in double overtime. Yes. And uh, you'll note in Nate's uh, rankings there that uh, if he was in charge of the four uh, playoff teams, we wouldn't have a, a, a debate about Alabama and Ohio State. They wouldn't be in it? No. Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, UCF. Central Florida. Central Florida. There well, they're, they're the only unbeaten team in uh, Division One football. Thank you. 12-0. So that's, that's pretty great. But mm-hmm. instead, th- your semifinal in the playoffs is going to be, uh, they're going to be G- Georgia, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Clemson, Alabama. And you knew Alab- a one-loss Alabama team is going to make it. Why? Because they're like the Royals in England. Uh, they just... Th- whether they deserve it or not, they're just going to be there. They're just going to be there. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, they, they lost to Auburn. Of course, Auburn, unfortunately for them, lost to Georgia over the weekend and has three losses. So you really can't put them yeah, in the playoff. And Ohio State, while Ohio they are, State lost twice. Yeah, and while they are a conference champion, I mean, they gave up what fifty-five points to Iowa. Yeah, that's disqualifying so, right there. I mean, Nebraska only gave up well fifty-six, but still, I mean, <laughs> maybe they should be in there. Anyhow. Iowa's a weird case because yeah. they were only seven and five, but man, they had a few games that were few incredible. Big wins, very really, schizophrenic. Really team. weird. Mm-hmm. It was a weird year. Uh, maybe we just pretend it didn't happen. Okay, I'm good with that one. Yeah, and we're moving on. Maybe that's the best way to go. Good. Uh, CBS News poll now shows Alabama Republicans say the allegations against Roy Moore are false <laughs> by a lot too. It's you know, and I I don't know. I kind of tend to. I've seen no proof, mm-hmm. innocent until proven guilty. I think he probably dated these 17, 18-year-olds, but I don't I don't know that I believe the 14 and 16-year-old stories. Do you? Are you on board with that? It's hard. It doesn't matter because we're There's not in There's a lot Alabama, of smoke there. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of smoke, but mm. I don't have to make this decision because yeah. I'm not an Alabama voter. And they've already made the decision. Yeah. 71% don't believe them. 71 to 17% say the allegations against Roy Moore are false. So, as a result, this is pretty amazing. Uh, Moore, now in the latest poll, CBS News poll, Roy Moore leads Doug Jones 49 to 43%. He's up by six percentage points now. He's going to win this election. I really think he's, he's mm-hmm. going to win the election. I agree with that. And when the ha- when that happens, what what will Mitch McConnell do? And there, what whatever he decides, <laughs> if he whatever he decides is going to have a huge impact on 2018. Yeah, oh that's yeah. that's going to have reverberations mm-hmm. because th- we it's 52-48 right now, right? Correct. So that would make it if you lose the Republican there, 51-49. Well, and I don't mean. Along the lines of the number, I'm talking about the campaign. Oh, look, the Republicans have, you know, th- this is what they'll say. They'll ha- they have a pedophile. You know, Mitch McConnell seated yeah, a will. pedophile in the U.S. Senate. Let's take back the U.S. Senate from pedophiles. That'll be that Yeah, that discussion. could get really, really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And they're certainly not above that. You know they'll use that if they can. Um, in the meantime, Dianne Feinstein seems to be hinting toward impeachment here in this interview on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd yesterday. Going as well, uh, and it involves obstruction of justice. I see it in the hyperphonetic 
uh, attitude of the White House, the comments every day, the continual tweets. The, um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I see it most importantly in what happened uh, mm -hmm. with the firing of uh, Director Comey. Mm -hmm. And it is my belief that that is that directly that because is. he did not agree uh, to lift the cloud of the Russia investigation. That's obstruction of justice. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a tough case to make, but they're trying to make it because they believe then they have grounds for impeachment. 888-900-3393 with your thoughts. More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Appreciative that you are here as well. Pat Gray Unleashed, 888 As we mentioned earlier, the Supreme Court takes on the case of the, of the gay wedding cake. The, that, the incident that happened, there's been quite a few of these. There were, there've been a few bakers and then there've been some photographers and, and this one happens to be the, uh, the masterpiece cake shop in Colorado. So he was told by the court, he could either, he could either bake cakes for, for gay weddings or not at all. So anybody who came into his shop and wanted him to do a same sex cake, uh, he had to do that or you can't sell wedding cakes. So he's taken that all the way to the Supreme Court. They will decide that uh, tomorrow. It's going to be fascinating to see and and quite possibly really tragic to no, see uh, the ruling that comes out of that. That, that The ruling's not coming down tomorrow. No, that, okay. but they're going to hear the case. Just making sure. Okay. Yeah, they hear the case uh, tomorrow. In the next spring. In the meantime, <laughs> this is... Uh, this is this shows how gun control is just foolproof. It works every time. For instance, Baltimore, Maryland, which has some of the toughest gun control laws in the country. Baltimore, Maryland, that is a city that has been run by Democrats, I don't know, since the dawn of time, certainly since the 1950s, 60s. City of Baltimore, uh, last year, their total homicides were 319. We've already, they've already surpassed that, 344, and they still have December to go through. Um, I guess the 344 was the record in 2015. So they're at 320 now. So they've got a ways to go to set the record. Hopefully they won't. Hopefully the murders will stop. But... Why can't we do a better job when the liberals start yelling about gun, gun control, saying, hey, you've got gun control in Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, New Orleans. How's it working in those cities? Because it seems to me that the, the murder rate is way up. And for a long time, it was way down. Just to give you an idea of how bad this is, 
Baltimore, a city, what, one-tenth the size of New York? Baltimore is going to eclipse New York's total. New York is going to have fewer than 300 murders this year. And they're already, and Baltimore's already at 319, 320. So, um, you know, it is not the gun control. Gun control doesn't work <clears throat> because the, the bad guys, the people that are going to murder somebody else, they don't care about the gun law. What I do don't you know mean? if you're aware of that. They don't see the sign on the door and turn around and go back? No, uh-uh, they don't. They disregard it. Huh. And uh, then they go inside. And usually they look for gun-free zones when they make their little... Uh, when when they begin their little escapade of killing people. So for some reason, though, Republicans and and activists who who are NRA members are just so inept. We we can't seem to make these arguments stick. And it seems pretty compelling that you know in in even the countries that have confiscated guns, like Great Britain, for instance. In every case, the gun murders are not better than they were before the ban. And for a while in Britain, they were way up. They were up 300% in the years right after uh, their gun confiscation. Same thing happened in Australia. And they go up and down from year to year, but they're about the same now as they were before the ban. So you're going to tell me the ban worked? Not at all. In both Australia... And Great Britain. And then you look at all the all the cases across America where gun control just hasn't worked for any of these municipalities. There's also a, a very fascinating article written, I believe, in the New York Times. It's an opinion piece by Billy Bush. Now, you might remember Billy Bush. He was in the Access Hollywood, or is that what it was? Access Hollywood that think so. had uh, Donald Trump on the bus where he said the thing about, I'm a celebrity, so I can do anything I want to women. I can even grab them by the uh, hoo-ha, not the word he used. Hmm. Uh, but Billy, Billy Bush starts out his tirade saying he, he said it, and then he uses the quote. Of course he said it, and we all laughed along without a single doubt that this was hypothetical hot air from America's highest-rated bloviator. Along with Donald Trump and me, there were seven other guys present on the bus at the time, and every single one of us assumed we were listening to a crass stand-up act. He was performing. Surely we thought none of this was real. We now know better. Recently, I sat down and read an article dating from October of 2016. It was published days after my departure from NBC a time when I wasn't processing anything productively. In it, the author reviewed the various first-hand accounts about Mr. Trump that at that point had come from 20 women. Some of what Natasha Stoynoff, Rachel Crooks, Jessica Leeds, and Jill Harth alleged involved forceful kissing. Ms. Harth said he pushed her up against a wall with his hands all over her trying to kiss her. He was relentless, she said. I didn't know how to handle it. Uh... Her story makes the whole better use some Tic Tacs and just start kissing them routine real. I believe her. Then he goes on to describe all the allegations from the other women and points out that he believes them now. So I don't know if this is just Billy Bush piling on, uh, trying to get back into the spotlight, maybe trying to get into the good graces of 
the left again. Not really sure. Or if he actually believes this stuff, which is possible. But I think the president, another interesting decision that's going to be made is if the president can be sued for defamation and for sexual assault while he's in the presidency. And I think the answer to that is going to be yes, because it happened to Bill Clinton, right? 20 years ago, we were certainly talking about that, and he was held accountable for that, and he was impeached in part because of that, more for the lying. But uh, he certainly was attacked on that basis, and if they decide that it's okay for the president to be sued for sexual harassment, watch the floodgates open. It's it's going to be ugly. 888 Apparently the White House, I, I wouldn't expect this to be the case in, I don't know, the White House, where the president, the most powerful man in the world lives. But uh, the White House has a problem with cockroaches, ants, and mice. Oh, I'm not the only one. Neat. <laughs> There's a situation in the Situation Room. And unwelcome diners in the mess hall. President Trump complained repeatedly about leaks in the White House. But it looks like it also has a problem with bugs and mice. A list of White House work orders for the past two years, including the final year of the Obama administration, uh, include that there's a bad problem with uh, mice and cockroaches. Other work orders included... Uh, the other infestations, ants. Mm. I mean, uh, you would think that they'd be able to take care of this. There mm. are multiple requests for bug lights, including one for the office of the White House, Kellyanne Conway, uh, and a work order to exterminate cockroaches in the dining room. <laughs> That's nice when you're doing a state dinner. Sure. You know, and you've invited some of the other more powerful leaders in the world mm. uh, to sit and dine with you. To have cockroaches running all over the place and maybe winding up in your, on your plate. <sighs> uh, for two or three months now, I've been telling them to get rid of the mice. Oh, this was clear back in Jimmy Carter's days. In a 1977 diary entry, they still seem to be growing in numbers, and I'm determined either to fire somebody or get the mice cleared out or both. <laughs> Uh, so it's, at least it's not a Trump problem, right? It's been going on for a long time, 40 years. Oh, no, further back than that. And in real life at the White House, 200 years of daily life at America's most famous residence. Uh, Claire and John Whitcomb described the residence during the administration of Grover Cleveland. What, what? Isn't this one of your favorite guys? Oh, yeah. Cleveland, who served two non-consecutive terms, the only one to do that, at the end of the uh, 1800s said when the outside of the White House hosed down was hosed down during a uh, recent cleaning, a shower of spiders blanketed Ugh. the ground. Ugh. That evening, the white columns were black with them as they crawled back from whence they came. Ugh. And then there were the cockroaches. Ugh. One staff member said, I don't know, uh, I didn't know there were so many species of cockroaches. But I got acquainted with them in my daily work at the White House. Mm-hmm. You've seen them around here, right? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know that I have. They're as big as your thumb. How can you you saddle these up? Really? Yes. <laughs> Huge? You can uh, ride these things in and out of the building. <laughs> we should charge. 
Yeah. It's just I've, old There's every building I'm, in the country, probably in the world, has cockroaches. I know well, that Texas is is known for massive cockroaches huge. that can't be killed. I When we first moved here, it was the first week we lived in our new house in Houston. And, you know, I had to get up early for a morning show. So I was in bed. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock, 1130. And I hear these blood-curdling screams from downstairs. <laughs> and I jump out of bed, race down the stairs, and there's my wife and my two daughters standing on the table, scared out of their minds, screaming yeah. and pointing it to the floor where the, there's a cockroach about the size uh-huh. of a Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so we happened to have a dictionary in the kitchen at the time for some reason. Huge. I mean, you know, it's a foot and a half thick. <laughs> I took the dictionary oh. and threw oh. it down on the cockroach. <clears throat> it didn't kill him. No. Nope. Wow. That's how... <laughs> That's how big and freaky powerful these cockroaches are in Texas. Hang on a second. Now, I have taken a huge ream of, um, not ream, a box filled with reams of printer paper. Right. And I've attempted the same thing on cockroaches uh, in South Carolina Mm -hmm. and here in Texas. And I'm telling you, man. It, it doesn't do a thing. You no. have to drop the box, then stand on the box and jump up and down. I'm until, not even sure that would do it. Until they run out I, of air. I think they, they might be able to survive a shotgun blast. It's, <laughs> so, they're huge. They're and you don't want to step on them because it's like stepping on a oh, mouse. Yeah, so gross. Yeah, and you feel it. Oh, so nasty. And I'm fighting mice at my house for months now. I mean, mm. do mice make the floorboards creak above your head or maybe it's something else but anyway it's uh, just been uh, just a grand old time chasing That's mice fun. around the house yeah you might have a family of opossum living in your attic eh, probably you know? i wouldn't nothing would surprise me at this point nope all right triple eight seven two seven beck we're joined here by brad staggs yeah you know i i would just i heard you talking about you know rice or mice droppings and cockroaches and i thought i'd stop by <laughs> and talk about uh, earwax you know how much time i spent over the weekend thinking about earwax too much? They, no, none at all. None actually. at all. Oh, okay. None at all. Yay. And you know why? Why is that? Because my ears are clean and soft, and I can hear, and they're supple and they're soft. It's, mm. you know, when you once you've crossed over to this side of the tracks, <laughs> you never want to go back. And I mean, I, I owe it all to Wax RX and use WaxRx.com. I really do because it's, you know, once you really hear what you've been missing. Unlike my dad, who had the selective hearing. You can still have selective hearing, actually. Even with clean, with, with clean ears, you can have even better selective hearing. The three-step system, the uh, earwax softening drops, the specially designed squirt bottle that delivers the precise amount of water and the precise water pressure. That warm water gets in there and flushes out all the small woodland creatures that could inhabit your ears, which I, I kid you not. They could, you know, it's it's very strange what can come out of your ears, and you won't find out until you go to usewaxrx.com. And that third step, oh, yeah, the pH-conditioned mm-hmm. rinse that leaves your ears mm. feeling soft and supple inside. Yeah, go to usewaxrx.com. You pro- use promo code radio. You'll get free standard shipping, and you will have the cleanest ears anywhere. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight, 933 93. Here's Pat Gray. 
Uh, the doctor, the director of Doctor Strange, has called Christians greedy racists. We'll tell you about that. It's always, it's always nice to hear more criticism of an entire group of people, and it's it's okay because he he's criticizing Christians. There's no other group of people you could be all right with. Well, except white men, white men and Christians. You can say whatever you want. Any other group of people? Nope. Completely out of bounds. Uh, let's talk to Alex in Utah. Alex, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How's it going? Doing good. Good. <clears throat> um, I want to talk about the Bears' ears. I guess Trump's coming over here in southern Utah, over to Escalante, and he's uh, downsizing the Bears' ears. <clears throat> okay. The, is that like and national the, park area? The national monument? Yeah, it's not yeah. a national park. It's a monument. Okay. You just can't do anything on that land. Well, the federal government has taken it over, you know. How big is the bear's how big is the bear's ears? I'm not familiar with that even though I I'm not sure. I think they kind of group them. Mm. But there's about there's millions of acres, probably about uh, okay. 4 million wow. acres. And uh, it's all desert. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there. Mm. So, for the federal government to take that over, there was just no reason for them to do that except for the uh what do you call them, conservationists or yeah. these wackos that <clears throat> don't let us use our land for what God wants us to use it for. I just There's just so much natural gas and a lot of, uh, I'm not sure if it's fracking what they can do there, but they can mine a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's a national monument, so you can't do that. And so <laughs> is, and Trump is there to uh, give some of that back? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they're downsizing it. Wow. And well, Trump's taking the hmm. uh, credit for it, but I think it's uh, one of his advisors that did it. But, well, if it's being done, I mean, that's that's great, because that almost so never excited. happens. It's, it's going to bring millions yeah, of they, dollars. They just don't give back land to the states. That doesn't – I can't think of a time that's happened. So that's no. pretty pretty awesome. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that's – Great. It's been happening, though, with the takeover of our land from the federal government. They think they own it. And it's, yeah, they do. It's yes. ours. You know? Yeah, something like 60 so. or 65% of Utah is owned by the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. It's even worse than... Oh, did you have something else? I kind of did. But okay, I, go ahead. Uh, Clive yeah. and Bundy. What's that? Go ahead. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard about the Clive and Bundy case down here uh, is there another Nevada, one? Utah border. What's that? I haven't heard about it for a while. Is there something else that happened? Um, well, they're going to let him out of prison. Okay. They were going to the judge down there, but Clyde and Bundy said he's going to stay in prison. Um, <clears throat> but they took over their land. They took all of their cattle. Uh-huh. And um, they've been farming that land, and they've been grazing that land for years. And it's all desert. The only thing good about it is cattle. Why? Why Nevada is, decided to come in there and take it from them? Why has Bundy decided to stay in prison? Because other people are in prison too, and he wants to stay. If he's gonna, <laughs> wow! If if they're gonna stay, he won't get out. Um, you know, because he's so principled. He's a good man. Yeah, that's he's amazing. So principled that he's gonna stay there to be with the people that uh-huh. are unjustly in prison right now so that is a, wow that's amazing he's yeah, a better he's man than guy. i am i wouldn't do that <laughs> I no i wouldn't either <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know ammon i know his uh 
his son. I know him, and he lives here in Cedar City. Mm-hmm. So okay, and uh, they're just good people. And I hope I wish Trump would go over there and you know kind of help them out. The people in Nevada, yeah. but you know yeah. something definitely. But, Thanks, Alex. So. Alex, pr- appreciate it. Um, it's interesting because sixty to sixty-five percent of Utah is owned, I think, by the feds. I think it's over eighty percent of Nevada. So in the West, the federal government just thinks they have the ability to take whatever they want. So what an amazing development. And it's something I haven't even heard of. The Trump is, and, and we just saw him land in Utah on the news, and I didn't know why he was going there. He's going there to give back some of the federal land? Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, you had asked the question, you didn't know when someone else had done that, another president. And uh, I recall that early in the George uh, W. Bush presidency, he did that as well, gave hey, the wow. state some of the land back that the federal government had taken over. Um, and in fact, um, I think Utah specifically, I think Utah was saying, yeah, you know, we'd like to um, let some timber companies use this land, you know, trying to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, the state, I mean, it's their land. Yep. And uh, it gave way to one of the more memorable lines from the uh, 2004 debates that uh, I think you'll want to revisit after the break that I think everyone will enjoy. Okay. Um, little John Kerry, George Bush uh, revisited. Mm. All right. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Melvin in California. You're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing, Pat? Doing good. Okay, uh, I've got a real with you for uh, cockroaches. Now I'm in California, Southern California, and I had the small variety, which are like German. They're called a German cockroach. I have an apartment, and I had a, quite a few of them. And I had some little black bugs too. <clears throat> anyway, I saw online that uh, you could take uh, bay leaves. You know, like you cook with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a I got a package of that, like a you know an eight ounce package, and uh, I put them everywhere. I put them under the in the behind the dishwasher, behind the stove, and in the cupboards, and the pantry, and everywhere. And they all went away. And they went away. They just went. I didn't see. They didn't kill them. They just disappeared. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I have these little black bugs too. They <laughs> they came out you know in the kitchen and they disappeared too. So is the smell just abhorrent to them and they leave, or what is the deal I on that? Like I guess they don't like it. I don't know. They didn't say why they don't like it, but, uh, you know, you could buy that in the, in the market for like 50, oh, 60 cents for an eight-ounce package, but I, I have an apartment. It's only about 800. 800 well, it's, we're talking about the White House infestation, White House, and it's the federal government, so they'd probably pay $600 for each packet. Exactly. You know, <laughs> no. you'd probably get about, get about 10 or 20 pounds of it, go through the White House, and... I don't know if we're working on the big ones, but... So what? Uh, how did you hear about that? Did somebody tell you that this was a good cure for cockroaches? Well, I saw it online. Okay. Huh, that's interesting. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Melvin. I've never uh, never heard of that. But, uh, yeah, if you have cockroaches, maybe you try bay leaves. Yeah, you know what? As he was saying that, I thought, how did we get rid of the cockroaches we had in uh, Charleston, South Carolina? You take off the um, the back of, and I like the bay leaf idea a lot better, um, but you, we would take off um, the, the light mm. switch uh, cover and pour some borax in there. I, and that worked like a charm. Overnight, they were gone. I, it was amazing. So, yeah, there mm. are, I need a mouse remedy. I need a mouse remedy. This battle royale at my house is old. I'm sick of it. For months, I've been chasing these mice around the house. I'm tired of hearing You ever them. heard of a mousetrap? What's that? Mousetrap. I don't know what you're You've talking about. You've never heard of it? No. Nope. Yeah, there's, there's something yeah. called a mousetrap. Yeah, I would say there it are traps plenty. mice. Yeah, I'd say there are plenty of those of every them. kind all around the house. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the mousetraps um, 
that like they eat poison and go off and die. I don't want to track down the carcass. Not that I'm humane. Yeah, well, it's that I don't want to. I don't want to smell it. A mousetrap. And I set those out, and apparently comes down on their head. And right. No, them. no, no, they no. Don't not go anywhere. not my mice. My mm. mice tripped the old school mousetrap, and then I find it flipped mm. over, and the cheese and the peanut butter is gone. <laughs> So it's nothing's working, and then the little the little black boxes with the openings. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my mice are you know Chernobyl mice that don't even fit in there. Instead, they just mm-hmm. flip the thing over trying to get the food out. Yeah, those are bionic mice. <sighs> Sick of this. Impervious to all, all over remedies. the place. And the walls, I hear them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three ceiling. Uh, we got to tell you about this T Boone Pickens Ranch. Mm. Uh, it is the most expensive property up for sale in the United States of America. It could be yours for just $250 million. Hold on. I'm going to check my pocket here. Hang on. How much was it? $250 million. Hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, it comes with a lot of space. I don't have it. 65,000 acres. So it's Oof. a pretty good parcel of land. Yeah. 65,000 acres. I mean, that's like the size of Delaware or something. Uh, that's crazy. And a 33,000-square-foot main lodge. It also has a 6,000-square-foot family house. Uh, it's a pretty nice property. Mm. Could be yours if the price is right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Uh, we are joined in studio now by Jeffy to chew the fat. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So when I say to you, uh, 50 years, 39 studio albums, records made with Buffalo Springfield, CSNY, 10 unreleased albums, and a few unreleased films. Neil Young. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just let you know. There's an entire catalog. His music is free until June. He's letting you have it for free. Oh, I, really? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take it for free. Not, yeah. not only is today, you know, National Cookie Day. I mean, that's not enough to celebrate National Cookie Day. But, me to take but it. But Neil Young, you've got free. Uh-huh. His entire catalog. Yeah, till, well, until June. Mm-hmm. Really? Then. His whole catalog he's given away for free. Yeah. Okay. Is it possible to burn it after you take possession? I mean, you can do whatever you want with it. I don't know why. Probably not digitally. Do that. You know. I don't know why you would want to do that. Then I'm not going to waste my time. Because it's terrible and you're trying to <laughs> so rid the world of <laughs> terribleness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on Friday, we talked a little bit about the serial killer uh, being arrested uh, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that uh, the tip line was not going to uh, give the uh, map. Manager at McDonald's, the money. Well, that was uh, they rescinded that. Oh, good. Uh, the manager is going to get the entire one hundred and ten thousand dollar total. 
Wow. Of serial killer funding money. Good. Uh, any money that was said to give to, for reports of the arrest, she gets it. Mm, and I'm sure that came from the mayor. I'm sure, you know, Buckhorn was like, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, she gets the money. Uh, she gets it all. Uh, which was, you know, I mean, that's great, right? And it was, mm-hmm. and it, I said again, I was reading this story, I was reminded about, first of all, it was great of the manager. She said that, you know, it never entered her mind. She simply just wanted to help. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, that's great. But I was fascinated by the fact that co-workers at this McDonald's told uh, the Tampa Bay Times that they'd previously teased Donaldson about uh, his resemblance to the suspect uh, of the police release after the surveillance video. And uh, they teased him. One guy said, I called him killer to his face. He didn't like that much. (laughs) So it really was him. So, I mean, that's that's Hmm. fascinating. You know, sometimes you work, that looks just like you. (laughs) (laughs) For good reason. Yes, for a very good reason, man. This was frightening. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, congratulations. You know, he's had a wonderful year. Yeah, hasn't he, though? I mean, the guy's on top of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, at uh, in Beverly Hills on Sunday accepting his award from uh, the ACLU. Uh, he uh, was there for the Southern California's annual Bill of Rights dinner. And uh, Colin was there to accept his Eason Monroe Courageous Advocate Award. <laughs> so... Uh, Congratulations. The only Colin. award he's going to win. Now, Colin, you know, one For of the things that he said. Look, who we... hates America. He hates America. I know. I know. Hey, listen, we all have an obligation, no matter the risk and regardless of reward, to stand up for our fellow men and women who are being oppressed with the understanding that human rights cannot be compromised. Congratulations. Mm. Mm. I especially mm. love the comment from Hector Villagra, mm-hmm. uh, who was there. Okay. Uh, and was uh, proud to be a part of it. Also said, look, he lost his job, one that he loved and was supremely talented and skilled at. No, he was not supremely <laughs> talented nor skilled. <laughs> and uh, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kneeling, I, you can make a good case that because of the kneeling, he hasn't been tried for a new job, uh, you know, get, been given a tryout for a new job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think you can make the case that the kneeling was the cause of him losing his job. Uh, no. He, you know what I mean? That, I, I'll the give, sucking I'll give you, was worse yeah, than the kneeling. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I, you I that uh, uh, so. it's very possible that because of him, it, him being such a pain in the rear mm-hmm. for teams, and go, he's going to go in and be a second or third string quarterback, and the news is going to be all about him. You don't, Teams don't want that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I'll I'll give you that. Uh, you can make a good case that you know there is a, a little bit of the NFL saying, uh, no, no, we don't want to bring that into our locker room. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, no way, no way. If he was good, we we are still seeing players uh, who are talented uh, kneeling and playing. Yeah, uh, and telling people some players are telling people uh, you don't like it, go home, don't watch, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. And really good by the NFL to have players telling the fans that. Well, and pe- people are taking him up on it. You yeah, see they, the pictures of the, the I mean, every week, the empty I stadiums. Know. They're they're showing them over and over. I mean, was it Miami, I think, or? Miami I think was it was really Miami. Bad. was really, like, had 40,000 yeah. people out of really 65,000. You know, we may, we, you and I may have talked to this uh, before, and I don't remember if we did it on the air, but, you know, the viewing audience isn't down that much. But where, you know, while they make a lot of money from the TV deals, I mean, those owners, I mean, those stadiums are cash cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where they make their spending money. Yeah. 
Thursday night, Cowboys and Redskins. It was sparsely populated inside Jerry World. I, I saw the the one picture of that. At, that was like the opening kickoff or the opening drive. And I'm glad you said that because I did not verify that. I, I saw multiple pictures of that, and I, and I thought of that, and I forgot to go and back I and I think check. that that was like the opening drive, and people are still getting there. Yeah, it's and a work night. There. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, by the end of the game, and I didn't go back to look, but I'm sure that by the end of the game, and those seats were filled. I so rarely go because it's expensive. And if I don't get tickets on StubHub or something at the last minute, I'm not going to begin with. So you give people a reason to not go where they already have one in their wallet. Right. Uh, it's I, I know. I know. Hey, listen, uh, school lunches are a big part of everyone's life as a child. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're a big part of my life even still today. I'm sorry? But, um, chocolate milk with uh, 1% fat. I will soon be back in the public school lunch menus. Yay. Oh, uh, the Trump administration eases nutritional standards. Uh, to put in place under that were put in place under President Obama. So the Department of Agriculture uh, said, "Look, we've got a new interim rule. Uh, it's going to take effect effect in July." And uh, after you know, of course, a period of public comment, which is all really good, but it, mm-hmm. which relaxes uh, sodium limits, whole grain requirements, and uh, flavored milk. And uh, I found it uh, especially uh, <laughs> enjoyable from uh, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, who said, uh, "Look, schools want to offer." Food that students actually want to eat doesn't do any good to serve nutritious meals if they wind up in the trash can. It's true. Hmm. No doubt about it. Uh, Also, this story is really agonizing to me. Uh, I've got a couple other... uh, I I have to do this story because I don't understand it. Uh, Starbucks uh, owns the stores, and I don't think there's any here in this neck of the woods in the Metroplex. Maybe there are some. The Tivana stores that are just the T... Uh, Starbucks owns those, and they had been failing, uh, which really isn't a surprise since you could buy the Tivana at the Starbucks stores, too. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so they've wanted to shut. They have 379 of those stores around the country. They want to shut them down. They're going to shut them down by, uh, by July. Uh, in Indiana, uh, they have 77 stores uh, by the Simon Malls, and uh, Simon took them to court. And said, uh, no, you uh, you closing your stores in our malls hurts. And it will cost us a lot me. of money and it'll hurt. Uh, <laughs> Judge Heather what? Welch, uh, Judge Heather Welch, uh, in a 55-page order, found that uh, the very profitable Starbucks could absorb the financial hit. Uh, about $15 million over the five. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, they have to stay open. You can't close. That is unbelievable <laughs> and un-American, wow. and it's got to be unconstitutional. That now, is, that's crazy. And now you, some would say, look, Starbucks. Uh, another Starbu- business can dictate whether I keep my store open or not? You can pay for no, it? No, no. Uh, come on. You well, can buy my store? I mean, that's the reports, and uh, that's what they're doing. And they're also in this story that talks about how the other retailers are, are shaking in their boots a little bit. Wow. And they should. Yeah, they should. So, look, I mean, the malls are dying. Uh, Simon's vacancy, you know, was mm-hmm. huge anyway. So they're, I mean, they're they don't want people to leave. And when they get stores leaving, then more stores leave. I mean, it's a domino effect. I get what they're, you know, I get it. But well, figure I out do- a different way. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I mean, you right. still can't. You can't dictate to that business that they must. But no, keep but their it doesn't matter because the judge said that uh, Starbucks could absorb the financial hits. So. That's the most agonizing of all. 
Who are you to say they can what they can absorb and what they now, can't? Now some would say Starbucks, you know, after pushing their own agenda that leans yeah, which toward I don't the left like, over the years. But come on, this is that's socialism. That sure is. That's unconstitutional. That sure is. Yeah, that's unbelievable, Let me man. See that? Oh, <laughs> it's a pet reach for story. Let me see that. <laughs> I that know. I know. It's it's amazing. Turn now, out the lights. But you said though. You said these were near the mall. They're in the mall. They're in the mall. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the mall. Yeah, the mall yeah. store. Now it looks as though it's possible that it, they're specifically talking about if it's in their lease. The lease. I don't know. Then but, okay, that might but be a different situation. If they're willing to, if there was in the lease, if in those contractual leases, let's say, mm-hmm. okay, there's always a buyout. Yeah, everybody has a buyout, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the lease arrangement with these. Well, I'm just stores. saying. But I mean, there I've might be. Leased, I've I've leased homes for a number of years now, and they all have a buyout if I want to leave early. Mm-hmm. Pay them three months or six months or whatever the deal is, you can get out. Yeah, and I'm sure that I should. You're right. You don't know what's in it, yeah. but I would assume it's possible that it's that they it. have the buyout. Yeah, eh, it's possible. Okay, I doubt it. Now, uh, one of my favorite uh, new viral uh, videos over the weekend. I'm sure you saw it, Pat, because you're all over social media on the mm-hmm. weekends. Uh, is uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. No, all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm sure you're all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, Manville, Texas. Uh, the Invisible Box. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, we've got the video for you, for those of you uh, watching on Blaze TV, and for those of you that uh, are listening on Blaze Radio, uh, I'll tweet it out. Uh, the Invisible Box. But the Texas cheerleader from Manville, Texas, uh, has the, it started, it was all over, uh, all over this weekend on, on uh, social media of different people trying to do the Invisible Box. And uh, she steps over hers, and she gets another cheerleader to kick it out from under her. And then there's, there's some other football players that are posting all. I mean, there's just an example of, of cool. social. Cool, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of cute. It was kind of cute. Yeah, and just from really her one tweet, I mean, her one tweet alone was, you know, that was 94,000 retweets. And people are going crazy over it, you know, sharing and doing their own. <laughs> so it's kind of like the new, uh, the new ice bucket challenge. Uh-huh. This is funny. Theblazetv.com. It's just fun. You want to see that? Okay, college football, big college football weekend. Mm. Going to the playoffs, everybody, Actually, everybody no. fired up. Oh, it was huge. Are you uh, kidding? What are you talking about? It was the playoffs. Know. Did they have a college football season this year? Yeah, I don't think so. It was a great oh, season. Huh. In fact, uh, the Missouri Tigers uh, will be playing a bowl game. Uh, Texas Longhorns on uh, December twenty seventh against mm. the Texas Longhorns in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for me on the screen. Okay, I'll be there uh, cheering on uh, Miz. Oh, we will the miss Missouri you. Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I cannot wait. I want Missouri to destroy the Texas. Okay. All right. You know, another thing I, I was don't... thinking of, Pat. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked a lot about, uh, I mean, I don't know if we've talked any on the air, but off the air, we've obviously discussed, you know, you're a little bit of a fan of BYU. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the air. But, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things that hurts teams uh, when they don't make the playoffs, and BYU didn't make, they weren't in the bowl no. games this year, right? They, no, okay. They got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Robbed, really mm-hmm. well yeah, was. they really did. Uh, I mean, the, come on, the back road and cheese bowl has did, got to have a team. Did, did the selection Wait. committee not see what they did to Thank Hawaii? You. Thank you. Quality <laughs> win right there. But <laughs> what one of the things that you you know like get? The, I mean, there's what uh, there's a hundred and thirty schools. Mm-hmm. Yep, in the F- FBS. in the FBS that are in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, forty one no, forty one bowl the... games, forty one bowl games. Yeah, right. So the teams that don't play, I mean, that hurts them even worse. 
than ever on top of not yeah. making the bowl game. Wait a minute. 41 bowl games, so 82 teams make yeah. it. So we're of the 46, is that the right math? 46 schools that don't. The most early season, there are more than uh, half of the 130 schools in FBF has a, have one game left. Yeah. Uh, that tells you that tells you that there were way too many bowl games. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, I don't know That's the that. problem. No, way too I mean, many. they're fun. They're way too many. They're fun. They're Boy, way they, they start late this year, too, you know? They, they don't start till The 16th, yeah, yeah. December 16th. Normally they they usually start, start earlier really, than yeah. that, yeah. But the uh, uh, there was a... Uh, um, no, there's not too many bowl games. No, it's enjoyable to have those bowl games. It's good for the schools. It's good for the kids. And that's where my point was is that what hurts mm-hmm. is that if you don't go to a bowl game, not only have you hurt yourself by not going to a bowl game, mm-hmm. you've hurt yourself because you can't practice. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the young kids are it's done. True. You're done, yeah. right? You're not out on the field. You're not doing that. I mean, that's a – man, you've got to win big. six games. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Not mm-hmm. And that's a surprise that, uh, you know, BYU is robbed like that. I know. But uh, uh, again, did you not see the Hawaii game or San Jose State? Did, I did you not I, see either I did, of those? I, as a matter of fact, I apologize because I didn't see the San Hawaii Jose game. State but I did too? see the San Jose State. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> now, your boy, your boy, Taysom Hill. Yes, he's former BYU. Former BYU quarterback. Went to the Packers Taysom for Hill. a little bit. Yep. Then now he's with the New Orleans Saints. Right. And Sean Payton. Has said this is unbelievable. Have you ever seen a quarterback on special teams before? Sean Payton has said outright he would that Taysom Hill is in the running. He loves him. Yeah, he loves him. He's loved everywhere he goes. They they really like him a lot. He is rated high for New Orleans. Yeah, but when he played special teams this weekend. Easy, good. And made the great tackle, and everybody what was viral for a number of hours. And he blew up a punt. What was viral for a number of hours was the uh, Sean Payton smile. Everybody saying they wanted to have the, uh, uh, if you could make Sean Payton smile like Taysom Hell did, the world would be fine. <laughs> and if you look at the video, now you, I love the, uh, he comes off this the field so after the tackle and, uh, I mean, gives the high five to Sean Payton, the head coach. Boom, and Sean's got that great <laughs> smile on his face. Like he's, ha- he's like, that's my boy. Yeah. He, that's I, my man. I, I love that kid, and so do, uh, so does every oh, that's coach fantastic. that's ever coached him because he's just, he's a phenomenal yeah. kid. He's, he's a superb athlete. How many quarterbacks do you know run a 4 4 40? Yeah, fast. Uh, probably, you know, Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. Well, in my, when I was younger, <clears throat> I ran like a 4. Nine, fit forty, four. I can't remember exactly the four. Exact Hold time, on a second. I'm not talking about a forty-four. So I'm sorry. 40. No, you're getting hung up on numbers. I'm getting hung up on the fact that Jeffy just used the phrase "I ran." There's no way. There's no way. But he's just—I mean—he's just game, and he's—he's he's just ready to do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, they said he used to lift weights with the linemen, with the offensive linemen. Love it. Uh, I mean, this—he's a beast. He's yeah. a physical beast, and. He's got such a great attitude. And for him to go out and play special teams when he's a backup quarterback, that's pretty amazing. And enjoying it, too. And he's not just because you're playing it, football. Yeah. you got to get somebody that loves to play football. Getting in there and making a perfect mm-hmm. tackle like that, I just yeah, no, was, it was fun. That was fun. And, and he blew up a punt. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. So, And I, although the, the, the uh, Sean Payton smile was from the, from the tackle on the kickoff, which was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, because he's, he's pretty stone-faced. So you yeah. could tell he was proud of him. Yes. You that's tell it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, 888-900-3393. That's Chewing the Fat with Jeffy.
Uh, everybody loves a good underdog story. Uh, David and Goliath, you know, Rudy from Notre Dame. How about our president, uh, Donald Trump? Nobody thought he was going to be president at the beginning. Um, he won because everybody saw him as the underdog. Uh, conservatives went to the polls in record numbers because they pushed to support the underdog. Right now, we need a push to support Patriot Mobile, the only conservative cell phone company in the fight. Big mobile phone companies are out there using their money for the promotion of the left, and nobody is stopping them. They pour millions of dollars into left-wing causes, uh, into abortion rights, and into uh, gun control. And we need to join the fight. We need to win before it's too late. That's why Patriot Mobile is doing something special for the Christmas season. If you join Patriot Mobile on any of their talk, text, and data plans during the month of December, any of them, you receive a new iPhone 5S for one penny a month when you commit to supporting them for 24 months, up to two per customer. So how do you how do you get in involved in this incredible deal? You call Patriot Mobile at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or visit them at patriotmobile.com. PatriotMobile.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Some tweets to Pat Unleashed. Uh, In today's PC world, would anyone be shocked if the Supreme Court decides in favor of the gay couple and this poor baker is forced out of business? Nope. And the Piltdown Posse. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Is that... Obviously, that's a reference to Piltdown Man. I guess so. One of my favorite stories of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, you you wouldn't expect a restaurant to fix your car, and a cleaning company may specify it doesn't do windows. A company may decide to specialize in traditional weddings. Even the government requires customers to wear shirts and shoes. Eh, yep. Triple eight triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, let's go to let's go to Judy now in Utah. Judy, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Okay, so I may have, may, please underline it, have a solution for Keith with the mice. Okay. I've never done this, but I've heard about it from several different people. Howitzer, right? Um, Well, you know, you could try that (laughs) flamethrower. That could work, too. Um, No, is putting peppermint oil on cotton balls and putting it close to where they're coming in it's supposed to repel i don't know that for Mm. sure i've just heard several several different um people say that but i do i do know for sure that cinnamon uh, powdered cinnamon sprinkle it on the threshold of the door and the windowsills it Mm. will keep ants out of your house Mm. and if you find an anthill if you sprinkle it on the anthill within a half hour, it kills them all. Oh, wow. That's cinnamon? cinnamon? Hmm. Kills ants? Fire cinnamon. Ants? Fire is that, ants. Yes. Is that, true with, is that true with fire ants? Will it kill them too? Because they're indestructible. I, I have never lived where there are fire oh. ants, so okay. I cannot answer that. 
But I can tell huh. you that if you've got cinnamon rather than ant poison, yeah. your dogs and children are just fine. Well, yeah, that's cinnamon's not going to kill them, right? Uh, that's interesting because no. they usually like things that are sweet, right? And cinnamon sort no, of... It's the oil in the cinnamon. It's the cinnamon's not sweet. Mm. By it's it's only sweet when you mix it with sugar and put it on toast. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Yeah, that's what I but always do with straight, cinnamon. <laughs> when it is straight cinnamon, yeah. the oil the oil in the cinnamon is very toxic to ants. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's good information. I'm, I'm watching a riveting Thanks, video online of uh, fire ants. Apparently being killed by cinnamon. Well, they're 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 going up to it. And they're like, oh hell no! And they turn around, and they go back, and they go mess with all this other stuff instead. It's kind of interesting. So <laughs> and kind of um, not at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all at the same time, sort of interesting, I'm and easy. then sort of not. I'm easy. Uh, Rhonda in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Um. Yes, I'm calling about the mouth problem. Um. Okay. The yeah. Mouth trips that are sort the glue kind. Those work pretty good. Okay. Because I had the same problem. Um, you put what you do. You put a piece of chocolate on the trap, mm-hmm. and it'll kill them. And also, the problem is they're coming in from outside, so yeah. it's either they're coming in from your crawl space or your basement or somewhere. But that's the problem. Yeah. The roof. And also I've with seen, the Ray Moore. Three of them. And also with Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, nervous. That's all right. Um, Hang on just one second, Roy- okay? Hang on just a couple yeah. of minutes. Um, we'll come okay. back to you because I want to give you your say. And- and hear what you're okay. talking about. All right, hold on. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, welcome. Hey, tomorrow the uh, same-sex marriage wedding cake situation will be heard by the Supreme Court. Probably won't be a decision until spring. Um, so, you know, don't hold your breath because that's a long time. That's you know, six months from now. So uh, you probably don't want to hold your breath that entire time. But uh, I would not be surprised at all to see them rule in favor of same-sex marriage couples over religious freedom, over religious sensibilities, over your First Amendment right. 888-933-93. A few minutes ago, we were talking with Jeffy about the uh, amount of bowl games, which 41. There are 41 bowl games, meaning 82 teams play bowl games. That's not enough. And he didn't think that was excessive. (laughs) Do we really need the Camellia Bowl with Arkansas State and Middle Tennessee? I don't think so. How about Western Kentucky and Georgia State in the Cure Bowl? North Carolina A&T versus Grambling State in the Celebration Bowl. That was uh, that's the one done by um, uh, what's the cool in the gang? Cool in the gang. What celebrate? So, you know, oh, oh I'm sorry. I was thinking of the bowl game. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, 
it's yeah, cool that the game puts on that bowl game. FIU, Florida International University against Temple in the Gasparilla Bowl. The, oh, I'm sorry? And Florida Atlantic against Akron in the Boca Raton Bowl. Good golly. Sure. UAB versus Ohio University and Appalachian State wow. against Toledo. And they took away UAB's Toledo. football program. It's back and with a vengeance. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it just It's too much. It's, huh. it, there's just too many teams being rewarded for mediocre. When you're getting six and six teams or six and seven teams, uh-huh. you've gone too far. Right. I just too looked far. over your shoulder there and I see the Frisco Bowl. Like literally it's named after a suburb of Dallas. That's the yeah. name of the bowl. They couldn't get a sponsor. Right. It's the Frisco Bowl. Mm-hmm. And who's in that one? Louisiana Tech and SMU. Of course, two powerhouse football teams. Okay. Going to be good. As you would expect. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Troy, who I think Troy was 10 and two on the season. Oh, wow. They're, they wind up, and they beat LSU, by the way. They beat LSU handily. They wound up in the New Orleans Bowl against North Texas. <laughs> really? Where's so, that game I mean, There's be? just no justice for some of these teams. What, what game is that one? That's the New Orleans Bowl. Oh. For a team that beat a powerhouse from the SEC. That's yeah. And finished with a great, I mean, that's... 10 and 2 is a good season. Yeah, they get rewarded with a trip to yeah. New Orleans. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, yeah, going to. You're in the New, New Orleans New Bowl against <laughs> the blind uh, and, and deaf sisters, sisters of-, of the poor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 888 933 93. Pac Ray Unleashed. We were talking to Rhonda before the break, uh, Rhonda in Michigan, about. Uh, first of all, I think you had a mouse remedy, but then she, you wanted to say something about the Roy Moore case, right? Yes. Um, Roy Moore, I think that's fantastic how the people of Alabama are voting more in favor of him. Um, even if he does have a problem, why can't they figure this later on after he gets, he gets elected? I mean, the mm-hmm. timing of that seems highly suspicious. It's obviously political. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know, but I mean... Yeah, but it you know, seems like it. I, I mean, yeah, appreciate the call, Rhonda. the The timing yep. is suspect uh, because you know it's right before the right before the election. Thanks for calling. And so you could go ahead with the election, which is what they're doing, and just go ahead and vote for him. And then if you find out something down the line, you do a recall on the guy, which would probably happen. So uh, I think that's prudent. I mean, the guy has not been proven guilty of anything. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Let's go to Jeremy in New Mexico. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Good. Or is it afternoon there? <laughs> it is afternoon hey, here. So that's true. Um, so the peppermint thing it does work, but the problem is, is that you have to go around and refresh all your peppermint. And mice are smart, and they will find their they'll they'll if it if it's not near them, they'll be like okay, I just won't go to that area. But what I have found that works every time without fail, I use it every fall because this is the time of year that mice are looking to get in to find warmth and food for the winter. Mm-hmm. If you take a regular, take a regular spring-loaded trap, you put, take a half of a starburst and shove it into the cleat, and then you put peanut butter over it. The peanut butter is going to draw them in with the smell, and they'll let peanut butter clean off of your trap every time. Don't, don't use it as your primary source. But when they hit that starburst, they're like, ooh, and they grab a hold of it, and bam, every time. <laughs> yes. I've gotten five, and I've, I, I have gotten five in the last two weeks wow. see, with doing that. Okay, I love oh, and, and, thing is, and, and to reset, you just you, you dump it in the trash, put a little more peanut butter on it, because you'll get to it. You'll be like, oh, the peanut butter's gone, and, and they got their mouth on, on the starburst. 
<laughs> but they, uh, but and, no, and they I got- had one, I, one night I went to reset the trap. My <laughs> wife was like, Hey, we got one. So I said, okay, I'll get it. So I went in there. I reset it. I walked around the corner and I heard it snap and I'm like, Oh, did I bump it or something? I went back and I was like, really? Already? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, wow. I love this. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. But, These things are huge, man. Do they make like big mouse yeah. traps? Oh, they're, traps? they're I can't huge find they, they have, they have rat traps that I, I, mm-hmm. I actually, I, I do the same thing with squirrels with big rat traps when I get squirrels in my garden because mm. rat traps work for them. Oh, wow. And you're then, killing hey, uh, squirrels? Last... Oh, I've never heard with of anybody killing traps. squirrels. Really? But that's sad because squirrels are squirrels are cute. Garden. <laughs> and what do they do to your garden? What they do eat they... all my food, and they also they like to gnaw on wires under your house too. Okay, that's not good. Yeah, that's not that's not good. <laughs> but hey, one last little thing though, okay. with the whole college bowl game thing, I think the college bowl games are turning into the participation trophies for yes. college football. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. But I, I I got one problem though, and I think Pat will have a problem with it too. When's BYU going to get one? Yeah, <laughs> really. Right? <laughs> Thanks, if everybody Jeremy. else gets a bowl game invite, come on. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Uh, I was, you know, they, I, I was saying when they were, they were still, it was a possibility for them to become bowl eligible if they would have gotten to six and seven on the season. And I, I mean, that just wouldn't be right. So I was saying then, no, not this year. There are some programs and some coaches that have enough uh, pride that when they're six and seven, they say no to the bowl game. We don't deserve one. I remember Notre Dame used to kind of be that way back in the day before the BCS and all these mandatory bowls that everybody was locked into and where they just selected you and put you where you could be in almost any bowl except the Rose Bowl. You could wind up there hmm. without conference affiliation or, or pre, predestined uh, contracts, any of that stuff. You remember those days? Mm-hmm. So... If Notre Dame wasn't invited to a bowl they regarded Notre Dame quality, they turned it down. Do you remember that? They, yeah. Yeah, they used to say no. If Like, they were 6-4 and four on a season. They're not going to a bowl game. No, we're not going to. Notre Dame does not belong in the Gator Bowl. We're not going there. <laughs> they used to. <laughs> I mean, they used to have some real standards. But now, that's all out the window. That's just, nobody cares now. Everybody goes to any bowl they're invited to. Uh it, it could be the Charmin Bathroom Tissue Bowl. They don't care. They're oh, going. That's always a classic. That's too. a classic. You throw the records out when you're invited to the Charmin you Bathroom flush Tissue them. Bowl. Uh, no, and, and it's just a, it's a payday for these schools. It's just it's free money. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's it's not even that much in some cases. Some of these bowl games pay seven fifty. Uh, that probably pays your expenses to go to the bowl game, right? But then you can say. We've got a streak of going to 20 straight yes, bowl you can. games. And yes, you can. Don't, don't read the fine print. 18 of them were the Humanitarian Bowl now, come on. in Pocatello, Idaho. That's in Boise. But Don't dog that one. <laughs> Aaron in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Blue AstroTurf. Yeah. I've got a suggestion for your mouse problem. Uh-huh. All right. You wrap your triggers in dental floss with a peanut butter. Mm-hmm. They'll hang their teeth up and you'll get them every time. Okay, I'm not trying to start like this torturous attic that's filled with death and destruction and neat ways to die. Oh, anyway. he's he's trying to avoid having to clean up the mess that yeah. the mouse trap. Makes. And I don't mind throwing right? away the dead mice, and I and I'm fine with this. But I I just I can't have them crawling off and dying. Um, 
But there's this thing that a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, well, that's been, where the smashing of the head comes in right, from I'm the just, trap. I don't. Yeah, I don't want them hanging by their teeth either. I mean, give me a break. But there's this thing where everyone online has been uh, telling me about this bucket thing, and I've created it, and it's not attracting them. It's where you set up the, the look at look look at this video here, Pat. It's it's the little mice thing, right? I've got this set up in my attic. It's been. Out outside the house, there you put peanut butter on on what is a Coke bottle at my house. Smear it with peanut butter. They climb up to the deal. They fall into it and they drown in the big Home Depot bucket. Ain't no mice getting on that bucket in my house. It's like they're mocking mm. me. It's gross. Huh. And did it work in the? No, it, it works. The, in, it works everywhere for everyone but me. Works on a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens if you just do the mouse trap. Just having their head snapped, crushed, their I, brains all over the place. But again, I've used you know, mice. Just crush I, their skulls and move on with right, your I've life. Right, I've used the mouse trap. They okay. take the food. The trap is just then laying there upside down no, the next well, morning. Well, they're telling you how to how to avoid that, and that's with the Starburst chew. Yeah. Because okay. their teeth get sunk into that, and they get stuck. No, no, that I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should yeah, try that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The peanut butter attracts them, but and I, then they bite into that delicious Starburst, and it's all over. But I need Bye-bye. big ones. I need huge traps. These are yeah, rats. They have, go to Home Depot yeah. and get a big, fat rat trap. Okay. They have them. They have them. Okay. But if you use a like a pretend block of cheese, they're not going to be tricked by that. Right. And I'm like Velveeta, they're like, what the hell? Yeah. He's like, hey, <laughs> I'm no, I don't know what kind of processed cheese that is, but I, I don't want it. I'm on a diet. No. Um, I've used uh, all around my house. I've got like eight of these little electronic high pitch frequency deals, you know, mm-hmm. that they're supposed to scare them away. Hmm. No. No. I'm being mocked in my own home. Well, <laughs> maybe the peppermint thing would work. I'm going to try that. Yeah. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, or you could just use the most toxic poison on the face of the earth. Fire toothpaste. Oh. What? It's a fluoride in the toothpaste. Oh yeah. You kill anything. You just put do that, that down. That'll kill him dead. <laughs> uh, ask Alex Jones about that. He'll tell you about that toxic mess. Yeah, you will. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray, and we have uh, we're going to show you the T Boone Pickens Ranch because I think it's pretty cool. Um, I, I think we have the pictures of this $250 million ranch. It's 65,000 acres and it's for sale right now. So if you have a quarter of a billion dollars, it's just kind of burning a hole in your pocket. This is something maybe you just go ahead and buy today. But there's, uh, there's we're, if you're watching on TV, we're showing the home. It's the lodge home. And then there's some, <laughs> it's the lodge. They yeah. call that 33,000 square feet. They call of of the house they call the lodge, <sighs> and then there's like some other quarters for family staying there. That's six thousand square feet. Uh, they have some nice quarters, and then this this property comes with twenty lakes. Okay, it's just beautiful area. Uh, you don't think of Texas this green and lush and beautiful. No, do this you? is the Panhandle, right? Yeah, where it's up it's... in the Panhandle where I would think. Wow, dust and wind and heat and it's killed everything in its path but yeah. no this is lush no. green beautiful oh yeah and that's right then they have a uh an airport of course i mean you're not gonna have a ranch without an airport with an airstrip six thousand foot landing strip mm. and he's got i don't know 10 planes there yeah i don't know if all those are his i can't i've never heard of anybody with 10 private jets but no one of those is mine when i went and got the tour from the real estate agent oh, so okay only all nine right. of were his yeah mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's got the big hangar too, where you can park it inside. So I mean, this is a really cool. If, if you if you're looking for a nice Texas ranch, here you go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety 
1-800-933-9393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Jeff, we had this story earlier about Tivana. I, I didn't even know this was a Starbucks company, but apparently it's Starbucks tea company. They serve tea at Tivana. I'm not a <laughs> big tea fan, so I don't know a heck of a lot about this company, but they've got 379 locations uh, across the country. And they have, including some in malls, And there is a mall in Indiana that sued them because Starbucks wants to close down these Tivana shops. Apparently, they're not doing well, and it's a money drain, and so they're going to shut them down. So they're going to shut down this Tivana store that's inside a mall. The mall went to court and got an injunction to stop them from closing. The judge decided, uh, you can can go ahead and um, incur this loss. Starbucks is big enough that you can handle you can handle the money, uh, the money that you're going to lose here. He he barred Starbucks from closing 77 failing stores, didn't provide an estimate of how much the closings would hurt them, but said that they could handle it. <laughs> uh, who are you to decide that? Wow. So this is what I'm saying. The, the, the government is just getting frighteningly out of control now. When you can tell... When you can tell a business that uh, you can handle that loss, eh, you're big enough, you don't need all that money, um, that's pretty close to socialism right there. Joshua Stein, real estate lawyer, said, I'm somewhat shocked by the ruling. Uh, catalogs every possible detriment to uh, Simon Malls as a result of having vacant space. That's part of a job description of owning real estate. You deal with it and don't get injunctions to have your tenant continuing to operate. Now, I don't know what's in the lease, though, that they signed with the mall. and That might, that might have factored in, but it doesn't seem like it from the judge's ruling. Industry experts who didn't want to be identified said the ruling will send a chill down the spine of distressed retailers. If you're a tenant that has to close a bunch of stores that are based in malls, you're pretty scared after this ruling. Mm -hmm. No kidding. No kidding. I mean, obviously, the mall doesn't want a bunch of vacancies in their store. It looks bad. It hurts business. Business is being hurt as it is in malls because the Internet um, maybe you've heard of that, hmm. but you can't stop a business from closing a, a losing store if they want to. Although I guess that's not true because you can, and they just did. <laughs> it's just amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Gene in Washington. Gene, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey. Um, good morning, guys. Hey. Hey, you guys are doing it all wrong. Okay. You take a piece of bacon. And, and oh, this is for the wine. mouse, for the mouse thing. Yeah, for the mouse. Yeah, you'll trap the okay. crap out of them. Piece of bacon. Uh, take a piece. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, use bacon. Piece of bacon. Mm-hmm. Little piece. Tie yeah. it. Tie it to the paddle of the trap. 
set the trap and turn it so it has to close towards also they got to back out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll trap the out of them. We have mice. I started trapping them. I killed them all. <laughs> okay, but hold on. Gene, Gene, Gene. Your, your, yeah, pre- yeah. your, your premise is flawed. You think I'm sacrificing bacon for anything? Just let the mice run free. I'm not giving oh, up no, a piece no, of bacon. No, not a whole pound, dude. You can eat all you want. Just take a little snip off the side. All right, I'll consider it. Maybe. <laughs> can yeah, you well, use you the know, actual if, bacon? If you don't want mice, if you don't want mice. Can you use the bacon like them, you know? The bacon fat? Will that draw them enough? Or does it have to be the meaty mm, part of the bacon? Well, just, just enough to tie to the paddle. Because yeah. if not, they'll just take your bait and run. Yeah. Take your bait and run. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks. Make it a little hard for him, and boom. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate it. <laughs> a lot of, lot of suggestions. People mm-hmm. apparently have serious problems with mice and have been down this road before. Yeah. 888 Also, a man's tattoo left doctors in kind of a quandary recently uh, on whether to save his life or not. A man was admitted to the hospital unconscious had a history of health problems and a high blood alcohol level. He had no identification, but on his chest was a tattoo that said, do not resuscitate. The knot was even underlined in this tattoo. So the doctors were like, well, wait, is that just, does he just like those words on his chest? <laughs> or... Or is that to make sure that nobody resuscitates him in case anything ever happens and it's right there on his chest? At first they decided, nah, we're going to treat him because it's just a tattoo. How do we know that that's his actual wish? Maybe it was a band he was in back in college. Maybe. Right? Oh, what, a great, what a great band name. Do oh. not resuscitate oh, in concert. Five big nights. So... <laughs> Anyway, they finally went to the ethics office in the hospital, and the ethicist there, the lawyer, got involved, and he said, no, no, that's, that constitutes a, a binding uh, wish from this man. They're like, it's a tattoo. What do you mean? So they stopped the treatment. The lawyer stopped treatment of him, and then they started looking around into who he was and... and is there anything else we can find? And they initially, they eventually did find uh, an actual written request from him that was a uh, that was good enough to be do not resuscitate. In fact, his it's interesting because the tattoo I think was even signed by him. Yeah, it had his signature. They blurred it out, but it has his signature underneath. Oh, nice! So it was like a do not resuscitate form on his body. <laughs> it's wow. just really strange. He meant it. But yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And he had a backup too, because eventually they found something else, another document that he signed that said, don't resuscitate me if anything goes wrong. Um, the hospital social work department located a copy of his Florida Department of Health out of hospital order, which supported... The request on his tattoo. So they decided, all right, we're not going to resuscitate him. And sure enough, he died. Really a, a strange and, and sad story because it, it sounds like he was just alcohol poisoning, which they could have probably saved him from, but uh, wound up not doing that.
because of his wonderful tattoo. I, I mean, I, I, I would say that if I'm one of those doctors at the hospital, I'm going to say that's a tattoo. I mean, that just might be, you know, something he thought looked cool. Mm. It might be a joke. It might be funny. Look, I've tattooed do not resuscitate on my chest. Isn't that great? You could tell your friends about it, but does it mean it's a binding contract? It's a real wish? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I guess in this case it was. You think if you change your mind, the first stop you make after you come to that decision would be the <laughs> tattoo parlor to get it removed. Oh hell, I don't mean this anymore. I don't want somebody getting yeah. this wrong. So I guess yeah. he meant it. I, I guess he did. Also, Hillary Clinton has made the entire uh, Matt Lauer situation and his uh, summary firing last week about her at an event in Philadelphia on Thursday night talking about her election memoir, What Happened. Clinton stepped away from uh, what she usually babbles about and started talking about how she now believes in karma more than she ever did. At uh, one point in the evening, she discussed how Matt Lauer was tougher on her during the NBC Commander-in-Chief Forum than he was on Donald Trump. And now, and now that Lauer has fallen the way of Harvey Weinstein, Clinton interpreted that as karma for his treatment of a female candidate. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, Every day I believe more in karma. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> she said, wait a minute. Hold on. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. That's why you lost, Hillary. It's yeah. called karma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. She says the only way we will get sexism out of politics is to get more women in politics. So it's still to her. It's still about being a woman. It just has to be. It has nothing to do with her gender. It has everything to do with the fact that people believe she's a crook and she's hideous. <laughs> I mean, if you're one or the other, if you're just hideous, we might vote for you. Or if you're just a crook, people have voted for crooks. But if you're a hideous, a hideous crook, then we, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's too much. That's a bridge too far, uh, even today in the United States of America. Actually, it's not. Um, because I do know someone who is hideous and a crook. And they just won an online thing we were doing over at mercuryone.org. His name is Jeffy. Oh, so mm. there's a there's a flaw in your uh, there's thesis exceptions there. to every rule. Uh -huh. There exceptions to every rule. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Hello, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Time Magazine's Person of the Year 2017. Who's on that shortlist? First of all, let me ask you, who should be Time Magazine's Person of the Year? 
888 Their shortlist looks like Jeff Bezos, Amazon founder and CEO. The Dreamers. That's not a person. Uh, okay. As those are those are people. I, I hate it when they when they do entire groups of people like when they said you in what 2006 or something and had a had a mirror on the fr- on the cover. I put that on my resume back then, by the way. Ridiculous. And it worked. <laughs> it did. Good. It literally did. Yeah. Mhm. Patty Jenkins? I don't even know who that is. She's the person of the year. Yeah. Who is that? Oh, she's the Wonder Woman director. Oh, okay. Broke numerous box office records after becoming the first woman to direct a movie that... Wow, she's the first woman to ever direct a movie that made more than $100 million in its opening weekend. She signed on uh, to direct a highly anticipated second installment in the franchise. Uh, Let's see. Also, Kim Jong-un is on the list from North Korea. Okay, a little psycho that uh, continually threatens the United States of America. I think you know him. Colin Kaepernick. Really? <laughs> Come on. Please don't encourage him. Please. <laughs> please don't do this. Former San Francisco 49ers quarterback was in- unable to find an NFL suitor this year after launching a national protest against racism and p- police brutality. It was more than that, and he said it was more than that. It was about the anthem. It was about the flag. Those were the words of Colin Kaepernick. Yet the protest grew this year as hundreds of NFL players kneeled during the anthem in the wake of criticism from Trump. Here's another stupid nomination. The Me Too movement. <laughs> the Me Too movement? It's not a movement. It's just a hashtag on the internet. Hashtag Me Too. Me Too. Uh, Come on. The movement, which aims to shed light on the prevalence of sexual harassment and assault, took off after bombshell allegations against producer Harvey Weinstein and dozens of other male leaders in Hollywood, media, business, politics, fueling a moment of reckoning about the treatment of women in the workplace. The Me Too movement. It's a movement. That's wonderful. That is great. Uh, Robert Mueller. Obviously, the special counsel following up on uh, James Comey's firing. He's brought charges against four people so far. Um, and he's investigating sort of, I guess, the potential involvement of the Trump campaign and the Russian efforts to influence the election. Uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. No way will he win that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Please. Nobody even knows who he is. 32-year-old prince from Saudi Arabia led a sweeping crackdown on businessmen and members of the royal family accused of corruption, a purge seen by many as a move to consolidate power. Donald Trump is actually one of the candidates again this year. He just won it last year. He spent his first year in the Oval Office attempting to dismantle the work of the Obama administration from health care to immigration policy environmental regulations to tax reform, all while continuing to spark feuds and controversy with an unfiltered Twitter feed. Now, I think that's, you know, that's fairly accurate. Xi Jinping, uh, Chinese president, he was given a second five-year term this year and was written into the Communist Party's constitution. A ch- wow. Achieving new authority 
and reinforcing his status as the country's most powerful leader in decades. Hmm. Sure, that'll end well. Oh, yeah, it always ends great when you, when you write yourself into the Constitution. <laughs> of the Communist Party <laughs> of the world's most populous country. This is going to be great. Oh, that's, that's going to be fantastic. Mm. I can't foresee a problem there. The winner will be announced Wednesday morning. So, wow, that's, that's the 6th of December. That's really soon. But uh, so I thought they waited until closer to the end of the year, but I guess not. Mm. Uh, 888-933-93. If you had to choose, who would you pick as Times Person of the Year? Or let's say it's not even Times Person of the Year. Who is your Person of the Year? Is it the President? Uh, or someone else? Maybe for you, it's Colin Kaepernick, because wow, what a movement he's led. I think for me, it's the Me Too movement. That's your That's your. I think vote? that's my vote. The Me huh. Too movement, even though it's not a person. It's a it's a hashtag. <laughs> oh, that should be a different category. No, seriously, there should be a hashtag of the year, right? Yes. Well, it's definitely that. Oh, oh so yeah, that I would get, be wins a that one. Double winner there, hands down. Ooh, that's a that's an intriguing list. Um, hmm. I'd abstain. Know. May I abstain? Yes. Thank you. Uh, I guess you can. Ugh. There doesn't seem to be a lot of rules in this game. Now I'm gonna go for the dark horse there. The uh, Saudi Arabian guy who's cracking down on the royal family. <laughs> that's that's my vote. Like I can get some good odds on that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of anybody outside of the ones they named uh, who might be a really decent candidate. Um, who has been that influential this year that we've talked about a great deal? Uh, you know, it. I mean, Trump is what we talk about all the time, pretty much. Right, Donald Trump is is probably a pretty a pretty good one to to win this thing again. Yeah, I I think that they should hold on to Mueller in case he actually does come up with something. Because yeah, that, so far yeah. it's that, that's pretty much been a lot of nothing. I think so far that's that's like okay, uh, I'm tired of hearing about it because he's getting nowhere. Um, I, I'm being serious here when I say, what about Harvey Weinstein? Because that name mm. and that allegation sparked a lot, started an incredible journey down these roads of sexual harassment claims. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I you know. could make that case because the person of the year doesn't have to be a good person. Right. It's been Adolf Hitler in the past, so it can mm. clearly be somebody evil. Um, this is uh, somewhat interesting, too. Apparently, Netflix is about to release. The biggest, most lavish-looking series ever. It's based on an acclaimed sci-fi novel, but I've never heard of it. It's called Altered Carbon. Oh, no. Uh, so there's, there's a not-safe-for-work teaser, so watch that at your, at your own risk, um, and they, they include that. Uh, but apparently it's about... When you die or you start to die, you just go into somebody else. They take your consciousness and put it in somebody else's body. So it's a, a future thing. And, I mean, that's what they're talking about doing now. Huh. That's what uh, uh, Google's Ray Kurzweil is, is talking about being able to do. It t by 2030 or something, he's saying, we'll be able to take your consciousness and put it into, I don't know about a body, but he could put it into a computer. He can download you into a computer and you just, I guess, live 
inside the internet. Oh, like a little Max Headroom uh-huh. deal there, huh? Right. Huh. Now, see, I don't think that's possible. Okay. I don't think you can do that. There's a spirit involved, your soul. You can't take the soul and put it into a computer. Maybe you could take information and put it into, into a computer. I'm not sure how that works, though. I just I don't fully understand that. I don't think this will ever be possible. Digital Soul. Oh, that's another good band name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. But it's produced by Skydance Television, longtime passion project for uh, the producer who is uh, bringing this to Netflix. And apparently it's a highly complex story. Uh, an entirely new futuristic world contains some adult material like all Netflix originals do. I, I, I'm not sure why Netflix can't do anything that doesn't contain nudity or graphic violence or swearing. Is it possible that they could do something mainstream for, the, for everybody? Apparently not. But they say that the complexity of the story requires um, making something that's extremely twisty murder mystery. But it also had to be hard R in tone. And a hard R sci-fi movie usually is something um, that most people probably aren't going to watch. I find. A hard R, which means, obviously, uh, lots of violence and probably lots of sex and nudity. That's that's pretty amazing that cuz I you know I would love to watch a lot of this a, a lot of the content that Netflix puts out, but it's all this R-rated stuff. And so you just can't. Uh, and it's too bad cuz they spent 5 billion dollars making this material. And uh, it's all wasted on me, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are digging it. And do you have a Netflix subscription? Oh, yeah. And so what? Mm-hmm. Well, literally, what do you get to watch then? Well, just all the other stuff. You know, I mean, they put they put TV shows from networks on or movies or whatever, but I can't yeah, watch. I can't watch hardly any of the Netflix original stuff. Although you can run Netflix through VidAngel now. And take out the stuff. I almost asked you something like that. Yeah. Just now. That's what VidAngel uh-huh. finally came uh, to. That's that's the conclusion they reached with the lawsuit was that they'll do it this way. And that somehow got them around whatever law, the wow. whatever problems the, you know, the, the movie companies had with them. You know, um, a few weeks ago, uh, we were talking about Hitler and uh, the JFK paper showed that the CIA believed he was alive after the war. We were mm-hmm. talking about it, and a listener tweeted out that uh, I should be watching Hunting Hitler um, on Netflix. And uh, myself and my kids have been absolutely mesmerized by that um, as they follow oh. the, cl- the clues. Is, uh, is it a Netflix original? Yeah, it's Netflix. Um, I'm trying to think because we started something there's else. There's not somebody naked on screen every five minutes? I mean, there's Hitler nudes, but, you know, <laughs> what's the problem with it? No, there's absolutely no, uh, huh. wow, no that's good. bad stuff there. And uh, mm. it's uh, it's fascinating to, to really? track. Is it documentary or mm-hmm. is it? Oh, okay. no, it no, it's not documentary. It's um, uh, Bob Bear, who, who's been on with Glenn before talking about uh, other stuff in the government. Um, he assembled this team that basically tracked Hitler's uh, clues about Hitler and where he might have gone uh, in the last days of World War II. 
Um, it's just fascinating. The and tunnels, does he believe he went to uh, Argentina? They're not saying, you know, what they believe. They're just following the, the, the facts. And sometimes they get to a dead end. Sometimes they get to a place in, in, in hmm. South America. And they're like, all right, well, this didn't pan out. But, boy, it is absolutely fascinating. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave in Arkansas, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, uh, two things. Right off the bat, uh, I think my person of the year has got to be the guy in Texas who stopped the, pe- the uh, shooting. Oh, um, yeah. But unfortunately, if I had to put money down, it'd have to be either on the communist or Kaepernick or the Muslim guy because that's kind of their, their track record. Definitely. And uh, the hunting Hitler that, that uh, he was talking about just a minute ago yeah. was originally a History Channel uh, production, and I watched it. It was awesome. It was great. Okay. Uh, appreciate Made it. a believer out of me. Hmm. Uh, oh, that he that he did survive? You... There was a lot of the guys who made it out, and you're not going to tell me that a rat like that didn't have a, yeah, a hole to run to. You're probably right. Probably right. Thanks, Dave. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll get into more of this coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. You got to love Bill O'Reilly. I think it's state law, in fact, in most states. I think 48 states, uh, it's state law that you have to love. What are the two holdouts? Bill O'Reilly. Rhode Island. Sure. And uh, Iowa. Well, Iowa? Yeah, I don't know why. No. I don't know why, Keith. It's just one of those things. It's weird. Weird. That's why I, I won't go to either state. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Talking about who should be the time person of the year. Probably won't be a person. My guess is they're either going to go with Kaepernick, or they'll go with the Me Too movement, which isn't much of a movement. It's more of a hashtag. But I'll bet th- I'll bet that's what they do because they like to cop out like that. But uh, who would be better? Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Bobby in Texas. Hey Bobby, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. So I'd like to actually see a positive person be the time person of the year, and I think that should be J.J. Watt. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. He raised, what was it? What did it turn out to be, $50 million or something for uh, for the for Houston hurricane aid? Well, I think it was for all hurricane aid, because it, it yeah. started out as Houston, but I think he extended it to Florida and Puerto Rico. I think he did, yeah. You know, it, it would be nice just to see humanitarian. I mean, it was totally unselfish of him. He yep. didn't do it for any personal gain, and he did it just for the betterment of mankind. That's fantastic. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bobby. That's a good. I think that's a good idea. Actually, it was about thirty-seven million. I think where he wound up. Where he wound up. His original goal. You know what his original goal was? Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I want to raise two hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if we'll be able to, but I, I really would like to raise two hundred thousand. He had a million, I think, before he got the sentence out of his mouth. And then he just kept going. All right, let's go for two million. Let's go for five. Let's go to ten. Let's go to fifteen. And it just kept going. And such an injustice that his season ended so early this year, uh, isn't it? He's made a glass. 
Mm. Ah, is that, is that the third season-ending injury he said? I think it is. It's it's ridiculous. and the guy is made of steel. I don't know how yeah. he gets hurt all the time. And he's so good, and so fun good. to watch, and a good guy to root for. He's Someone good. the NFL definitely needed this year to be on the field That's for sure. Hmm. Yep, somebody the Texans certainly needed, which is why they're <laughs> what four and seven or four and eight now. Yeah, lost again yesterday, which yeah. is not good. Tom Savage not getting it done for you? <laughs> no, surprisingly. Okay. Although, I think he had a pretty good game. I think he threw for over 300 yards, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Deshaun Watson, man, he could have uh, yeah. would have been a special season with Definitely. Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt in the field. Yeah. Uh, Joe in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. Um, the, the call screener told me to get this out of the way first. Falcons mm-hmm. suck. Second, um, I think the possibility, maybe not next year, but, I mean, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, person of the year bitcoin oh wow even though it's not a person but they do that sometimes well, it, it hasn't it hasn't already always been a person the personal computer was a person of the year 1982 <laughs> that's right which didn't make so, sense then so why would it now yeah at least it had person in the word although i will have you uh, um, <laughs> did you invest in bitcoin no <laughs> no yeah me neither so we're in the same boat uh all right there thank you Thanks, Joe. If there's a commodity or, you know, an inanimate object that you're going to vote person of the year or thing of the year, Bitcoin would be pretty good. Just a few years ago, I think 2013, 2014, Bitcoin was at 300 bucks, $300 a coin. Yep. And then earlier this year, we were talking about it on uh, Glenn's show at 1100 and we were all amazed, and I thought, well... Should have gotten into it at 300 darn it. Yep. Well, and I was told you should probably get into it now, which I didn't. <laughs> and then it was at 1500 Then it was at 2000 Then okay. it was 2500 then, then you got in, right? No, I, no. I, I didn't get in at any point along the, along the way. So where is it now? Is it at... Uh, last I heard, it had gone down a little bit. Oh, well, then you haven't heard in the last couple of days. No, I haven't. It went back up again. Let's see. Right now it is. At uh, one point it was at 11,000. 11,000 oh. a coin. Wow, it's gone down. It's 11,300 right on the nose. Uh, but it was flirting with 12,000, uh, I think, yesterday. Oh, my gosh. So, so get in. It's down. It's down 4% in the last 24 hours. Why don't you get on that while it's $11,300 so per coin. Mm-hmm. Wow. You in now? Wow. I, you know, it's just, it seems ridiculous to get into it at $11,000 a coin now. And you could buy portions of it, I know, but if you buy just a portion, you're not going to make that much. I'd want to buy a full one or not at all. And that's, <laughs> that's why I haven't gotten into it at any portion along the way, wow. at any, any point along the way. Ugh. It's it's so frustrating when you're so inept at uh, at stocks and bonds and investment and you just see these opportunities come and go and you never take advantage of any of the great opportunities and you see others like in the office place Stuber Gear mm-hmm. who took advantage of it at what $300 he bought a bunch Oh really Yeah he did oh. He, and then he bought more at eleven hundred. Have we? Hold on a second. Has, now it's eleven thousand. Hold on. Hold on a second. Has Stu said that number on the air? I don't know why. I'm just. I, I'm not going to discuss 
my holdings on the air and the price, you know, I don't know. Stu, congratulations. I'll just leave it there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got in at 300, at least with some. I, th- I think he got some at 300. Oh. I don't think he got all of it there. Ah, I'm going to start where being did you, nicer to him. Where did you get in? Have you gotten in? I'm in. You're in? Not that much. All but right. uh, I got. I didn't put that much into it at this point. Um, but uh, I got in around uh, 6,500. Oh, okay, so you waited a while. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's still... Gonna, it's going to pay Still, off. Still, right? you've almost doubled your money mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Whatever money you put in it, you've doubled it, essentially. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where that winds up. 888 At the box office this weekend, the movie, uh, I think this is Pixar, right? Coco was mm-hmm. uh, number one for the second. Is it the second week this has been number one? That just came out, no? Uh, it's been out for two weeks. Okay, my bad. Justice League was number two. Uh, that's up to almost two hundred million now, and I heard that wasn't that great. I haven't I haven't seen it, but uh, you know, I I heard it was like, first of all, they were saying it was maybe going to be the best, uh, the best Marvel movie of all time, and then I heard maybe not so much. Wonder Woman was number three, hmm. followed by look at this Justice League, Wonder Woman, Thor. Two, three, and four movies of the weekend. Good golly. Uh, That's amazing. Oh, that's not Wonder Woman. That's Wonder. Just a movie called Wonder. (laughs) I wonder how many people bought that ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's still out. Let's go. Uh, In three weeks, it's at 88 million, so probably quite a few. Probably quite a few thought they were going to Wonder Woman. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Daddy's Home 2, which looks so stupid, I can't believe it's made a dollar, but it has 82 million of them. Murder on the Orient Express, which I saw, was it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Eighty-four million in four weeks. Lady Bird is uh, number seven. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wow, that's just, like that's, this is a stupid too, title. Whatever the movie, too it long. Is. That's like that Pearl Jam song, "Old Woman Behind a Counter in a Store." Yeah, in a I don't want to listen to that song, nor do I want to watch this movie. I want to hear you impersonate Eddie Vedder someday. All right. Someday we'll do that. Not today? Not today. Okay. Uh, the Star yeah, is uh, number number nine. I saw that with the family. I saw weekend. that. That's pretty good. Yeah, not right? bad. Did you like that? Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Three weeks, it's made $27 million. And then A Bad Mom's Christmas, uh, which I have no interest in. But that made $64 million in five weeks. There you go. All right. We hmm. will uh, see you tomorrow with, no doubt, more stuff sexual assault allegations for somebody. I was just about to say Stu's going to be here, but following up what you just said, (laughs) I don't know that I want those connected. Hopefully they won't be about him (laughs) or anybody else we know. Uh, But use this number, 888-933-93 then. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.